welcome to the For We Are Many podcast. My name is Rob, and uh, Trisha's over there somewhere. She's muted right now. There she is. Um, Hi, I'm yeah, here. I, I, didn't... I just didn't make my coffee. <laughs> right on. Sorry. I'm uh, working on sharing to some groups. If everybody else could take a moment to do the same, that'd be great. Um, we have a decent amount to talk about today. We're going to break down the State of the Union address, um, problematic things that we noticed. Um, of course, comparing it to Trump, how can you not? Um, Ukraine, where do I even start? There is decades, well, at least a decade, but decades of history that all play into the current situation in Ukraine. So we're going to try to um, break through the narrative a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. We're going to try to turn the narrative upside down, is really what I should say. Um, we're also waiting for Chelsea to show up. Thank you all for joining us. We're just, uh, as I already said, sharing this to groups. If you could uh, take the time to do the same, that would be greatly helpful. Yes, indeed. So where, where do you want to start with the State of the Union? Oh, goodness. Um, how about the highlights reel that Wade sent us? I, I think that would okay. probably touch on most of the stuff that we have in our notes there, courtesy of Chelsea. I mean, that's, Thank you. that's fair. <laughs> um, all I'm going to say is when I saw the fucking meme of Biden with the check engine light on his face, I was like, that. <sighs> that because it sounded like a trump speech it really did it really did and that was that was like the first thing that i fucking noticed as well um let's see what haven't i shared it to yet say it I went through the video and it started playing us back. All right. I'm almost done. Uh, same. I'm, I'm quickly making my way through. The groups list here to share that. Yeah, that's, that's what I was doing too. Thank you, Natalie. Always appreciate the help. Anyway, so uh, yeah, let me pull up this. Uh, I don't want the false transcripts. Right. I thought there was a video in this. 
I mean, I guess we don't really need a video, but... The other link that was in the group chat, I think, was a video. I think that was one that you shared. Uh, I, I Yeah, I, I will pull yeah, up check a video. Me. Oh, I bet that's hearing. Chelsea. It sure is. Welcome to the party. Hey. Have we started? Hey. Oh. This is gonna seem this is gonna seem backwards, but I want to start with the end, the last two minutes of the state State of the Union, because we already like brought up that it sounded so much like a Trump speech, but that last two minutes especially. Yeah. 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 Didn't he have like a little snarky like fake threat thing, like "Let's go get him" or like yeah, whatever. Yeah, uh, I forgot about that. It was so it's awkward. Like, most people would be like, "Go get him," and he's like, "Go get him." It was so really awkward. awkward. Yeah. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I don't know. Well, especially for us, like he's pretty much saying we're not going to do anything. Like tonight, but he's still threatening him. Like we're going to go get it. Like I mean. Putting sanctions in place is not the same as going to get him. Right. The irony is astounding. <laughs> like, you know, they're acting like they're just going to go crush Russia because they're lining troops up on the border inside NATO countries. And Which I just he see literally was like, not, not going to go into Ukraine. Like, I wonder how, how are you doing anything if you're not doing into Ukraine? It's all posturing and ego. Yeah. Anyway, um, let's let's roll this uh, not so beautiful bean footage. We've gathered in this sacred space, a citadel of democracy. All right, so. We've made it nine seconds, and I'm already pausing it for commentary. The Citadel of Democracy. The Sacred oh, no. Space. <laughs> the Sacred Space. No. no, that's... That they desecrate every time they gather? Like, God. Right. Ugh. Uh. In this capital, generation after generation of Americans have debated great questions, amid great strife, and have done great things. We fought for freedom, expanded liberty, debated totalitarianism and terror. We built the strongest, freest, and most prosperous nation the world has ever known. Now is the hour, our moment of responsibility, our test of resolve and conscience of history itself. It is in this moment that our character of this generation is formed. Our purpose is found. Our future is forged. Well, I know this nation. We'll meet the test, protect freedom and liberty, expand fairness and opportunity, and we will save democracy 
As hard as those times have been, I'm more optimistic about America today than I've been my whole life, because I see the future that's within our grasp, because I know there's simply nothing beyond our, our capacity. We're the only nation on Earth that has always turned every crisis we faced into an opportunity. The only nation that can be defined by a single word, possibilities. So on this night, on our 245th year as a nation, I've come to report on the state of the nation, the state of the union. And my report is this. The state of the union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. We are stronger today. We are stronger today than we were a year ago. And we'll be stronger a year from now. I, I mean, it sounds, obviously it's not the same voice, but it sounds like a Trump speech, right? Yeah, and populism straight up. What is strong about anything we have going on right now? Posturing. I mean, well, we are strongly sending of arms to Ukraine to support a neo fascist government. Also, I just want to say that this entire time, I cannot stand Kamala's smug ass look on her face that is just constant. Or Hate. Pelosi. Oh my God. She's all like. Yeah. She's like the nice little old lady. Yeah. that I, I don't like her at all either. I hate them both. But Kamala is just every single time. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. And but it, yeah, it, Natalie it, said Mitch's face says it all. And yeah, he just looks like. He's like, can we just get to the bar afterwards? That's all I'm here for. Right. <laughs> He's ready for his Russian vodka. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, I guess I can stop sharing that. We don't need to... The last 30 seconds is mostly... Uh, you know, the, the crowd stroking off Biden. But, like, I forget exactly what it was that Biden said, but there was a point where they started chanting USA, and it it made me nauseous. It, it, <laughs> it felt like it was like a pep rally. Like, I was a cheerleader in high school, and it was, like, it was very creepy. It's yeah. pretty much what all of these types of things are. Well, yeah. I mean, USA. but it was like, normally you don't see it that outright. I feel like that you're just, I mean, that you're actually chanting, like you're actually taking me back. <laughs> yeah. All of the chants and ovations and everything were just, oh. it was just like, oh my God, why don't you just keep standing then? Why don't you just keep standing? Like, it's all just performative bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. And, like, they're not even hiding it. Like, it's just, it's like, you would think that it would, you would try to do it a little bit smoother, but, like, it's just very blatant. Agreed. Um, With its obnoxiousness, I mean, so. Right. So, I guess for our next video, we'll go to a highlights reel, um, because... 
well. The two highlights reels that I watched earlier apparently touched on a lot of the things that we wanted to touch on. Uh, and then whatever is missing, we will circle back to. Um, because I'm willing to bet that they're not going to touch on those guns and I'm not letting that go. Yeah. Right. Um, okay, so do we want five and a half minutes from time, three and a half minutes from MSNBC, 11 minutes from Joe Biden? Oh, let, you know, you know no. what? Let's, let's go with Joe Biden's YouTube. <laughs> oh, man, I was going to say time, but... <laughs> If it's Joe Biden embarrassing himself again, that's fine with me. It was the 11 minutes that made me cringe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Russia's Vladimir Putin sought to shake the foundations of the free world. Uh, Thinking on. he could hold on, hold make on. it bend it his menacing ways. The Biden miscalculated. Highlights real. And the first thing he said. <laughs> but he badly miscalculated. Yeah. Um, while it's while it's paused, I wanted to uh, shout out Wade's comment. Uh, no, it does not seem to take much to fly under the radar of the general population. We'll be talking about that a lot more in depth when we get to Ukraine, because holy fucking disinformation, you guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so did we. <laughs> oh, my God, Wade. You said, oh, wait, wrong president. He's referring, of course, to the George W. Bushism. They're always finding new ways to harm our families. And so, and are, so we. are we. Yep. See, and that's the thing with uh, watching John Oliver this last week, too. I, I like him a lot because he's usually more left, but um, I, knew, I I had a feeling that he was going to go with this the same way that everybody else is. And uh, he did call out George Bush's tweet. I can't remember exactly, but it was something hypocritical and something in reference to, like, you should just shut the fuck up. Uh but then he just left it at that. He just left it at Afghanistan and all this, and he didn't really say anything else. And so he just acts like America's issues only have to do with which party is in office. And that's just simply, obviously not true. Um, and, that's, and that's why we keep comparing right. Biden to Trump, because there take. is no fucking difference. Yeah, and it just, I mean, it just sucks because usually... From what I've seen, John Oliver is on point, um, and he does make fun of every single politician, but it's just, I feel like he oversimplified something just because it was too hard to get into, um, but yeah. Well, that um, and I wonder how much being held to a fucking script of what he's allowed to discuss or not, because yeah. he's also network Yeah, because he's usually not very offensive. I mean, to leftists, like, uh, which is, which is rare. He's not like, he's not like some of the other ones. Um, I'm interested to see him make fun of this on Sunday. All right. Um, also, when we get to Ukraine, don't let me forget to have our oligarchs conversation, but 
Yeah. Um, anyway, I guess back to uh, the circus. He threw Ukraine and the world all over. Instead, he met with a wall of strength he never anticipated or imagined. He met the Ukrainian people. When dictators cannot pay a price. Ukrainian people are a wall. Right, an unarmed, untrained one up until a week ago, they finally got the right to bear arms and they don't know what the fuck doing with all the guns they're being handed, but this is a strong wall. Also him acting like Putin isn't very calculated. Like I, we're not supporting Putin here, but at the same time, why are we acting like he's stupid? He seems to be very methodical and fucking scary yeah yeah um he is just i mean only because i kind of have that kind of attitude i'm like this is gonna be my way or i'm fucking out or i'm gonna fucking do this and not obviously i'm not on a world scale but i can just see the way he calmly responds to things and how scared people are to even talk to him whenever they're asking him questions like in interviews and stuff um, and so I just, I don't know why we're acting. I mean, that seems like a detriment to anybody involved with Putin that you would underestimate him. I don't think that we should be underestimating him. Agreed. Wholeheartedly agreed. I mean, he's got that particular kind of crazy, so. Right. Yeah. Agreed. Um Yeah, anyway, back to the shit show. Price for their aggression, they cause more chaos. We are ready. We are united, and that's what we did. We stayed united. We prepared. Time out, time out, time out. I don't know when we've been united for a while. Right. Yeah, and I mean, like, we're really talking about the state of the unity of the nation. I don't think, like damn near half the country would have tried as hard as they did to overturn the election results. Right. I I mean, mean, let's not forget that Trump supporters think that Biden is a communist. (laughs) Well, not after he name dropped how awful communists are. That makes (laughs) me think that in that sentence, he might actually be referring to NATO and, you know, the rest of them, like, staying united, because the United States definitely is not, but NATO, yeah, fascists gonna fash together. Hardcore. Yep. Dude, they got Germany to fucking export arms to a conflict area for the first time since World War II. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of embarrassing for them. Right. Like, Especially oh, you're, gonna, you're gonna do it again. Not just considering um, I, their history there, but also the fact that right now they're the ones who are going to get fucked hardest by the pipeline getting shut down that was going to supply them with Russian natural gas to heat their homes and cook food with. They needed that in their... And run their power plants. Themselves. 
Yep, they're fucking um, themselves. So I want to address both of the last two comments now. Uh, Natalie, I think, is spot on with saying calm, cool, and calculating. Putin is no dummy, nor is he a savior or a devil. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's a right. man. He's a corrupt man. But I don't know. I, I agree with what Chelsea said. We should not be uh, we as in those, those three should not be uh, underestimating Putin. Just like I, I think that the reason that the convoy in Ukraine is stalled is not logistical issues or fuel shortages or uh, soldiers refusing to carry on. I think it is giving time for civilians to get out. And space. They've stayed, what, like 20 kilometers away from Kiev for like four days now. All right, there's a method to the madness. <laughs> He's literally giving people time to get the fuck out of there. Which clearly shows that unlike the Ukrainians who have been bombing East Ukraine and killing fellow Ukrainian citizens for years now, uh, at least the, the Russian army is not actively trying to go for civilian deaths. Ukraine, however, still is to the point that their soldiers are pulling people out of their cars as they try to flee the cities and killing them for fleeing entire families but we'll get to that but it shows who really has a desire for more bloodshed here nato i mean yeah. let's not forget that nato went in and started this whole issue that tom yeah. and jerry meme dude is is so accurate right like jerry is nato right? And he takes this board and whacks this dog's ass and the dog is Russia. And then Jerry hands the board to Tom and dips out. Mm-hmm. Although I guess we didn't really dip out. I mean, you know, they didn't have the right to bear arms uh, nine days ago, but you know, for the last week, they've been giving out fucking AKs and ARs like candy at the police station to people who've never shot a fucking gun in their life. Right. Good job. Good and job. now, uh, also, I think this is maybe a good time to bring up the ghost gun part too. Yeah. So, yeah, because he's he's cond he's condoning all of this activity, giving guns to people that don't know how to use them. But he is also shitting on ghost guns um, and being able to buy parts online and not be able to trace them. Right. Literally telling us that we shouldn't exercise our right to bear arms while saying, but these people have that right. And you can't have it both fucking ways. Okay, everybody has that right. Where I have a problem with what they're doing right now is because, the, you know, are they even bothering to try to train people in how to use these fucking weapons? They're just throwing weapons at people who've never used them before. That's irresponsible. But they want to yeah. fucking try to ban us. And even having shot a couple times myself, like... I'm still, like, not carrying, like, everything is for protection at home. Like, right. 
you should have a healthy fear of these things. You shouldn't just be throwing them at people and right. then turning around and telling us that we have to that we have to be trained to be able and we have to be documented. Right. And it's like, dude, okay, the people who are printing guns aren't doing so to be like the next black market gun salesman. You know, these are people who are in most well, cases heavily trained to know what the fuck they're doing to even be able to build the guns from the parts they're printing and other parts yeah. they still have to order. Well, like, and it's not just printing, though. It's You can just order all of these parts and put the gun together, but it's, it's not. Too. Yeah, which is what most people do. I don't think most people are just printing. No, but there's a well, lot of right. given that 3D printers are becoming more accessible. Yeah. But either way, they, they both fall under this ghost gun shit that they're trying to fucking ban simply because you have a choice in most states whether you just send paperwork in to actually get a serial number for said gun that you build um this is to the point of ridiculous agreed um i really wish but that yeah wade also pointed out that they uh point Wade also pointed out that Biden also tried to imply that the Second Amendment was for fucking shooting deer. Nope. Because, like, no. like, how was this country founded? What are you even talking about? Right. Right. It, it was secession and coup. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, we've made it a whole whopping 53 seconds into this. So, uh. yeah, <laughs> in about 20 minutes of doing it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Extensively and carefully, we spent months building coalitions of other freedom loving nations in Europe and the Americas to, from America to the Asian and African continents to confront Putin. Tonight, Time out. what the fuck did he just say? Um. It, it was another check engine light moment. I have, to, <laughs> I, I have to try that again. Extensively and carefully, we spent months building coalitions of other freedom-loving nations in Europe and the Americas, to, from America to the Asian and African continents, <laughs> to confront Putin. Tonight, I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions of dollars off this violent regime, no more. The United States. Hold on, I'll pause. I mean it. Department of Justice is assembling a dedicated task force to go after the crime of the Russian oligarchs. We're joining with European allies to find and seize their yachts, their luxury apartments, their private jets. We're coming for you for ill-begotten gains. And tonight, okay, I'm an. That's where I'm going to pause it. That's the line I was waiting for. So I don't think that's wrong in calling the oligarchs gains ill-begotten, right? Let's not forget that he's talking about the people that privatized the entire Soviet Union. Okay, now that being said... Every time he points that finger, the top, he won't point back at himself. Yeah, yeah. So when are we going to start seizing Bezos' yachts? He just started talking about taxing billionaires. That's all he started talking about. Right. 
And and I mean, like, I also want to point out that the 100 combined richest Russian oligarchs possess less wealth than the three rich, richest men in America, referring to Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, and Bill Gates. That. That. And yes, Wade, you look starting to talk like a leftist, but not a real leftist. No. Nope. It's it's enough to try to draw in some of the more Bernie-leaning social Democrats. That's all it is. But Right, but we've all seen that reformism doesn't work, and you tax the rich, it's still not going to work. You could tax them at 90%, and they would still be billionaires. And still be continuously right. exploiting the labors of everyone they employ. It doesn't go far enough. You want to know how much money the richest man in Russia has? Uh, I believe cumul cumulatively the top hundred was somewhere around 500 something billion. Which Yeah, but I mean just the number one guy in, in Russia, not our... Number one. 29, he, I think. I'll give one. you a hint. Yeah. He came in 51st in the race for richest man in the world. Right? And I bet that the other 50 are all from fucking NATO countries. Maybe a couple of Chinese, but... I mean, I don't know that for certain, but the point is, though, that the richest man in Russia has a net worth of 29 billion dollars um, Natalie said it doesn't go far enough true but it's going to be baby steps to progress I guess I just want to circle back to I don't expect to see real progress out of Biden me neither I mean I don't even expect him to follow through on taxing the billionaires and I mean, he better watch out with that oligarch talk or he's going to find several fingers pointing right back at our own system. Yeah, I don't um, care if they're taxing billionaires either, if they're still talking about $15 being an adequate minimum wage. Right. Which he, which he does in the State of the Union. I'm sure that's going to be part of this uh, <clears throat> highlights reel. I wish I could have... No, I'm sure he'll do that. that. He'll do the one thing that's not enough. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It wasn't um, enough over a decade ago when we started calling for $15 an hour. Yep. Anyway, the thing. Announcing that we will join our allies in closing off American airspace to all Russian flights, price letting Russia and adding additional squeeze on their economy. He has no idea what's coming. The pandemic has been punishing, and so many families are living paycheck to paycheck, struggling to keep up with the rising cost of food, gas, housing, and so much more. My dad had to leave his home in Scranton, Pennsylvania, to find work. 
So like many of you, I grew up in a family when the price of food went up, it was felt throughout the family. It had an impact. That's when one of the first things I did as president was fight to pass the American Rescue Plan. Because people were hurting, we needed to act, and we did. Few pieces of legislation have done more at a critical moment in history to lift us out of a crisis. It fueled our efforts to vaccinate the nation and combat COVID-19, delivered immediate economic relief to tens of millions of Americans. It helped put food on the table. Unlike the $2 trillion tax cut passed in the previous administration that benefited the top 1 percent of Americans, the American Rescue Plan the American Rescue Plan helped working people and left no one behind. Man, did you see how happy he was to like jump up and yeah, you're right, King. Yeah, yeah. Too bad, like that American Rescue Plan still didn't rescue any of us no. out of being poor at all. No, at all. We're still poor. Yeah, yep. uh, I was just starting to get my shit together a little bit before the pandemic. Um, Same. But still not enough, still a struggle. But like, it was like, at least it was, it felt like it was normal. It felt like I was doing better in life a little bit. And then now for the past two years, it's just everything is, is completely fucked. I mean, you can't get enough hours. You can't get enough hourly. You can't get enough of anything. You have to have two jobs and neither of them are paying enough. And I mean, I don't know how he thinks that he's going to fix that overnight or why he is baiting us with it, because it's just if you even think about it on an individual personal level, it's there's nothing that he can do. Don't have he's like, I'll just lift people out of poverty. No, and that's why he starts, I know I'm ahead of this, but that's why he starts talking about putting kids in pre-K at three and four years old, because he wants to start brainwashing three-year-olds and keep their parents working away from them. Right. If if anything, we could be funding programs like for, for parents to be able to have one of them stay home and still have an income um shit like that of like a ubi type deal and that is still only progressive reformism shit that still wouldn't go far enough if the other parent who's still working isn't actually getting their fair share via a stake in the company where they work at and actually getting the full value of their labor like there's so much that comes into the picture that only addressing one facet of it at a time is never going to fucking help. I wanted to uh, address James's comment. He said, you can't leave to find work with gasoline going up 60 cents overnight. And I watched that happen here, too. It cost me yep. 60 bucks to fill up my Nissan now. And I have to do that three times in a pay period. Yep. Damn. And I, I mean, I have a half hour plus commute to make not nearly enough money right um and i i have a short one minute video that i want to play for wade he he keeps bringing up george w bushisms and uh 
Yeah, that man was entertaining. Yeah, can we get W back? That murderous piece of shit. Lee's <clears throat> fucking. You're working hard to put food on your. Uh, brought up some time laughs. to restore chaos. I think we ought to raise the age at which juveniles can have a gun. That's not good enough for America. Tenth is ten spots too low. I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. And you're working hard to put food on your family. Too many good docs are getting out of business. Too many OBGYNs aren't able to practice their their love with women all across this country. <laughs> well, I, I uh Okay. That was that was for God you. Damn it. Okay, it was such comic relief. Oh fuck. I just got a comment on this from the guy that I invited that he has family in Russia. He's not coming on yet, but once we get to the healthcare part, he said something really funny. I don't know if we're at the healthcare part yet, but No, not yet. I guess we yeah, should get but that. No, it, once we get there. <laughs> I just got a message and uh once we get there it's pretty good. All right. Um Natalie said, "No more dad story. Uh, no more dad stories. Corn pop, please." I know, right? I was growing up in Scranton. His like story is so generic. It's awful. Yeah. Folks, we created jobs, lots of jobs. In fact, our economy created six. 0.5 million new jobs just last year. More jobs. Yeah, yeah, but when people have fucking three of them and still can't pay their rent, what does that mean? Means you're being triply exploited and enslaved. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. More, more jobs. More jobs. Right. Now get back to work. Put your life on the line for American economy. Right. Fuck. In one year, and ever before in the history of the United States of America, the economy grew at a rate of 5.7 this year, the strongest growth rate in 40 years. And the first step in bringing fundamental change that hasn't worked for working people in this nation for too long. That's why my top priority is getting prices under control. Look, our economy roared back faster than almost anyone predicted. But the pandemic meant that businesses had a hard time hiring enough people because of the pandemic to keep up production in their factories. And so we have a choice. One way to do is to drive down wages and make Americans poor. I think I have a better idea to fight inflation. Tom, is that not exactly his idea? Uh, yeah. <laughs> And not just him. All of them have been fucking bitching for years saying that everybody's asking for too much money. What? What? Uh, this is pandering. Yeah. Dude is putting on a front. Hardcore. This motherfucker. And uh, so James, Trisha, I know you saw it because I saw you laughing at it. And so was I. Uh -huh. James yeah. said, uh, Corncob Sr., I, th I think he meant Corn Pop Senior, but whatever. Corn Cob Senior had to walk up muddy hills backwards in a snowstorm to go count leg hairs. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Natalie 
Uh, I guess we're going to dive into the healthcare aspect a little bit early. Natalie said, in response to James's comment about gas prices, said, I get that. We have to do a six-hour trip for medical treatment each week. Also, heating costs with natural gas are costing here $350 a month, plus electric at the highest ever rate per kilowatt hour. I'm going broke here, and I'm angry. I just want you to know that you are not alone. We are all struggling I mean, maybe not the six-hour trip for a medical treatment once a week, but, I mean, the heating costs, the gas costs, uh, electricity costs, we're all dealing with all of this. Right. And they don't give a fuck. These, these motherfuckers are well off on our dime. So, once again, they have no incentive to lift anybody out of poverty. Um it, I'd love to see any of them actually try to fucking survive on a minimum wage rate, especially given the seldom few hours of actual work that they even put in. Right. Um, Wade also pointed out that people are trying to get jobs and being turned away or, you know, like they'll go through, they'll jump through a bunch of hoops to get offered a job and then it's not even enough to pay the rent. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been saying for months now that we're not facing a labor shortage. There's more labor out there than there has ever been. We're facing a wage shortage. Why are we going to take a job if it's not enough to pay the bills? Right. Yeah. Um, Natalie said they have no understanding, and exactly. James said, if you have a desk that costs taxpayers $3,200, you don't understand that people need Doritos and gas. Yeah, out of touch. Well, that's the thing, too. Why are, you know, junk, why is junk food like Doritos or Twinkies or McDonald's meals cheaper than, you know. Real food? Like nutritious food. Yeah. Um, I think part of the goal there is people unhealthy because that's profitable on the healthcare for profit type of things. And it lowers health expectancy, our life expectancy, which means that we pay out less in social security. Uh, uh, companies pay out less in pensions. And I mean, you know, we already know that this inflation is price gouging. And I don't care if Facebook flags us for that. They admitted in court that their fact checks are nothing more than the opinion of Facebook. Right. That's not fact checking. That's forming opinions that have no no basis in reality, no evidence to back them. And being like, we're going to silence you and your evidence that contradicts our feelings. Fuck you, Fuckerberg. Right. And your opinions. Um, Fucking fascist. <laughs> all right. So we've made it four minutes in. Let's see how far we can get this. <laughs> right. We're only 45 Lowering minutes. Costs, not your wages. <laughs> Folks. That means make more cars and semiconductors in America. 
more infrastructure and innovation in America, more goods moving faster and cheaper in America, more jobs where you can earn a good living in America. This is a Instead of relying on foreign supply chains, let's make it in America. Is that not make America great again? Yeah, blue mega. Did, did we not say on election day or the day after, I guess, when it was announced that Biden won? Didn't we say over and over and over and uh, again, even leading up to the election, that the only campaign promise that he was going to keep was when he told his corporate donors, nothing will fundamentally change. Yep. That's the only campaign promise that he ever had any intention of uh, keeping. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. It, I mean, look at how much of the legislation is still being kept that was straight up fascist that Trump and his administration put through that Biden administration has zero interest in trying to change. The only thing that I see different is um, with Trump, it was fascist, just fashing as hard as possible. And now we have fascist, fascist as hard as possible while rainbow flag and do not want to overturn Roe v. Wade. And it's like, yeah. that's not enough. Right. That's and not thank enough. you for pointing that out, Natalie. That's, that's what I was waiting to, to point out is like, how, how many times can you say in America? Hold on. I think I have a video for this. Uh, Welcome to the Department of saying. Redundancy Department. Yeah. Zach makes a solid point here too. Don't hear him saying make it in America with union labor. Yeah, yeah, amen to that. Um, I don't want the whole, there we go. Okay, I found it. This is what that reminds me of. Oh shit, am I gonna get it opened in time? I did. Yeah, that's that's what I thought of. <laughs> Except for instead of in the hall, it's in America. Right. Dude, there was so much of SpongeBob that was totally societal and political critique. And it's kind of funny seeing those moments come back like, and this is what they're talking about in that cartoon. <laughs> I love the uh, the the one where him and Squidward try to unionize the Krusty Krab. Mm-hmm. I will right. get this oppressive establishment board by board, fucking ripping up the floorboards and shit. All right, that one was pretty epic. I'm responding to a comment. I see that. Uh, thank you for joining us, Theo. Um, 
yeah, I, I guess uh, we could probably get back to discussing the State of the Union, but that's been the topic. Um, the shit show. Yeah. We, we chose an 11-minute highlights video, and it's taken us right about 40 minutes to get through four minutes of it. So, yeah. We're in for at least a three-hour tour tonight, if not longer. <laughs> There's been a law on the books for almost a century to make sure taxpayers' dollars support American businesses. Every administration, Democrat and Republican, says they'll do it. But we're actually, we're actually doing it. We'll buy America to make sure every everything from the deck of an aircraft Time out. He did not say buy American. He, he said buy America. We'll buy America. Yeah, that's that's why you saw my eyebrows furrow like, what shit, Brick? Also, like, I mean, check out this facial expression. <laughs> right. Oh, like is he shooting his diaper? Like he pulled. He just went in his diaper. <laughs> they make poopy. Yeah, oh, he never got to I mean, and Nancy Pelosi's got to be on drugs, right? <laughs> she took her Prozac before the meeting. He's he's taking more pills than any of us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's in the highlights, dude. I, I doubt that it will be. You never know. He's included some of the derpiest shit, you know. Like, this is the feed from the White House. Like, their choice selection of shit. And it's been hitting pretty close to the list of things that we wanted to call out. So, huh? Yeah, I mean, the things that he's proud of are the things that were like, hey, yo, wait. Right, right. Like and what? I've given many, I've given more pills to unsuspecting women than anybody. Um, I don't know if pills were involved with that, but I guess I would like to take this opportunity, opportunity <laughs> to say, I believe Tara Reid. I do too. I do too. Yeah. <laughs> Wade said he's Putin. Get it? Get it? Yeah. Putin. Putin over Putin. Anyway. Now we've got two presidents Sorry. in a row that want to fuck steal. Putin. <laughs> oh, my God. You Highway can see it. It's like a, it's like a America from beginning to end. All of it. All of it. Yeah, for sure. America used to have the best roads, bridges, and airports on Earth. And now our infrastructure is ranked 13th in the world. We won't be able to compete for the jobs of the 21st century if we don't fix it. That's why it was so important to pass the bipartisan. Mayor Pete's just nodding. Like, He's yeah, we need infrastructure. I use bridges Yeah, I have sometimes. sex with all of you. Oh, God, I just realized who that is sitting next to Mayor Pete. Uh, Trisha, do you recognize that, that that side of head? It looks familiar, and I can't place the name. Uh, Secretary of Energy, I believe, uh, Jennifer Granholm. Ah, yeah, okay. I can only see part of her head in this frame. 
like yeah. year back. But I, uh, now that you mentioned, I thought you were talking about the the guy there. Like his face looks familiar, but I couldn't place oh, his. Oh yeah, no, that's that's um, Mayor Pete. Okay, all I can see is haircut and ear of Granholm, but fuck that bitch too. Yeah, I I don't mean to uh, you know uh, go down that rabbit hole. We can dissect Granholm another time. Right, former governor of Michigan, she sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I really support Whitmer, but I'm glad that it was her and not Granholm or Snyder. Yeah. Is Whitmer the one with the with the um, Planned Parenthood hat? Probably. Probably. She's the one. She's the one that the right wing militia tried to kidnap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At the FBI's behest and bidding. Yeah, literally the FBI organized the whole thing and then they arrested (laughs) her. Fuck, that's gnarly. There was only, I think, three people who were part of that that weren't FBI and they were all three like directly um, uh, fucking recruited by the FBI and then prosecuted by the FBI. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dirty, dirty. That's, that sounds bizarre as hell. I mean, was, just the fact that they did it, she's still fine. And right, like, just, like it's not a thing. <laughs> what does that say about the FBI that they're not even very good at planning a kidnapping of a governor? Did they? What was their reason to kidnap her? Uh, they were just so doing it to had, uh, set up crazy right wingers, but it was the FBI's plan. Yeah, and it was it was supposedly over the COVID restrictions, and they were yeah. going to hold a militia tribunal and execute her. And the whole thing was. Oh, funny. I remember that she was more strict on the COVID regulations. Yeah, I mean to be honest, uh, I went back to Michigan twice during COVID, and it wasn't like anything crazy. So like, it wasn't. It was like, oh, if you're going into a store or an airport or like other heavily occupied fucking public place, put your mask on. So there was just a mandate. That was it. Pretty much, yeah. We yeah. have a mandate here. I mean, we didn't really enforce it, but. There were certain businesses that got shut down for select periods of time simply to cut down risk of spreading it more or got put like in restaurants cases. They weren't allowed to do dine in service, oh, but yeah, they yeah. Could do curbside pickup or we, yeah, we um, had that happen too, yeah. like a few restaurants got away with having dine in being dine out and just setting up tables outside and setting up like the huge tents and stuff with some space heaters in there and making sure that the tables were spread way apart so they could at least still offer some seating if people wanted to come sit down and eat but i mean it was a very limited where you had to get crazy about uh ways to keep your business open and stuff so you know i i can see both sides of it because to be fair, I'm one of the people who fucking went out to eat at one of those places. Like, God, this is nice to be able to actually just sit down and eat here and not have to get everything fucking takeout. Um, but 
we were also still having to mask when going from entry to table and stuff like that to still cut down on, you know, transmission, which is totally fucking understandable. Oh, keep your fucking cooties to yourself and I'll keep my fucking cooties to myself because, you know, we all still want to be able to engage in normal activities and shit, but they just, they took it way too far crying about my freedom. And mind you, when I say it like that, I'm definitely spelling it F-R-E-E-D-U-M-B because these motherfuckers Oh God. God damn it, <laughs> But, you know, it's, it's people choosing to be actively ignorant to pathology and immunology, no matter how much actual science gets shown to them. And they're like, you're violating my freedom, trying to make me get the jab. It's like, well, nobody's forcing you. They're, they're just offering it for free. But yeah, total fucking reactionary situation from the right. And the FBI fed it. It's fucked. Fair point. I just read that comment. Yes. I don't know about uh Oh my god. I don't know about like a cartoon villain exactly, but really all I can think of is Dr. Evil. Like it's not really a cartoon, right? But well, it made me think of Scooby-Doo where every monster turns out to be a person. <laughs> Right. Because, yeah, bad villain plans and you got hoodwinked by these kids. And, yeah, James, they took her germs! <laughs> I fucking love South Park, too. Yeah. But yeah, maybe we should here get we back. Go. Here we, go. we started talking Michigan governors and here we are. Oh Did you God. find something good in that video or something? Oh, no, no, not that video. Another one? In a little while, you'll notice that the Kremlakistani warhead has gone missing. If you want it back, you're going to have to pay me... One million dollars! <laughs> Sorry. One hundred billion dollars! Gentlemen, silence! That's all. No. That's all. <laughs> Fuck, I love just like... I was sheltered. You were what? Sheltered. You never you watched know. Austin Powers? Oh my god. We gotta fix that. You gotta watch that. You will fucking be dying falling over with laughter. Dude, the... the I, I find it a bit... Michael uh, Myers is the good there. guy and the bad guy. What? Yeah. I said Michael, Michael Myers, Myers... Plays both. Yeah. The good guy and the bad guy. I mean, I knew what it was. I just... It's hilarious. It's hilarious. There's no words we can form that will do it justice other than you have to watch it. 
all of them. There's there's multiple movies. Watch them all in order. You're gonna why love Christianity it. shouldn't exist because it keeps you from things. <laughs> so this is one of my favorite scenes. It's only 24 seconds. If you haven't seen this movie. <laughs> This is Commander Gilmore, U.S. Strategic Command, and General Borshevsky, Russian intelligence. Russian intelligence? Are you mad? A lot's happened since you were frozen. The Cold War's over. Well, finally those capitalist pigs will pay for their crimes, eh? Hey, comrades, hey? Austin, we won. Oh, groovy, smashing, yay, capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> I love the scene. Oh, fuck. Fuck. It's my favorite. Damn it. Those capitalist pigs will finally pay for their crimes, eh, comrade? <laughs> <laughs> Emily thought this was going down the penis rocket route. No, we're, I mean, we're not currently talking about Jeff Bezos and his dick rocket. But it was definitely based on we, Dr. Evil's we, dick we, rocket. Yeah. Pictures are just... Like, it's the same picture. They have balls. <laughs> they do. It they is ball. a long, smooth shaft. Complete with two walls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fuck. I'm sorry. I need to get back to this uh, state of the union. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Partisan yeah. infrastructure law. And I thank my Republican friends to join, to invest, and rebuild America. It was a bipartisan effort, and I want to thank the members of both parties who worked to make it happen. We're done talking about infrastructure weeks. We're now talking about an infrastructure decade. Oh, wow. In Virginia, I met a 13-year-old boy, a handsome young man standing up there, Joshua Davis. He and his dad both have type 1 diabetes, which means they need insulin every single day. Insulin costs about $10 a vial to make. That's what it costs the, the pharmaceutical company. But drug companies charge families like Joshua and his dad up to 30 times that amount. I spoke with Joshua's mom. Imagine what it's like to look at your child who needs insulin to stay healthy and have no idea how in God's name you're going to be able to pay for it. What it does to your family, but what it does to your dignity, your ability to look your child in the eye. Time out. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, put a parent's worth based on what they can afford to pay for. Um, so the comment that uh, Scott messaged me says, hey, remember when you canceled a negotiated cap on out-of-pocket prices for insulin your first week in office and then used insulin as an example of how prescriptions are out of control at the State of the Union speech? That was awesome. <laughs> Right. Like, holy fucking hypocrisy. And people are buying this front bullshit and not looking he at the have done it his first week in office. office. And he's talking about this now. 
I'm going to be the good guy and undo what I did to you. Huh? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Zach also said, so universal health care. And, I mean, you would think, right, that would be, like, the sane option. Right. But, no. No, we're going to further privatize. We might expand Medicare. Lower the age to 60. I have to wait 30 more years to get dental. Awesome. Can't wait. Yay. Can't wait. But I will. And uh, James, <laughs> I, I don't know why you have a vision of the My Pillow guy riding on the battery dildo space train, but your mind is a scary place. <laughs> right. And reading that gave my mind the visual of it. And I don't know if I can forgive you. Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I really mean to think about that. That's what I think about. Yesterday, Joshua's here tonight, but yesterday was his birthday. Happy birthday, buddy, by the way. <clears throat> by the end of this year, the deficit will be down to less than half of what it was before I took office. Time out, time the out. Only I have to interject before he says this bullshit. He's about to go on about how the uh, deficit was halved, okay? But the year before that was all the COVID stimulus. So no fucking shit you have the deficit, you dipshit. Yeah. I it's still do not have enough money from the government for that. So what was that total? Was it two 2000s and a 1400? No, it was a 2000 and a 1400. Was it? Okay, so it was only twice. I couldn't remember if there were two or three. Neither of them were enough. Oh, well, there was a 600. So that's why they gave 1400 to be oh, like, right. we're going to oh, do okay. another So four grand total. So they gave us four, they gave us all four grand. That's all they gave us. Yep. Awesome. Like six months apart from each other or maybe more. I mean, it's like, yeah, that that's so awesome of you. That lasted me. Half of one month each it time. Me, it lasted me a week, maybe two. Thank you. So right. Right. That. Uh, Natalie said, and the insulin prices have been able to be raised for over 20 years, and not one president had done shit about it. Yes, Trump did help a tiny bit, but only for certain Medicare Advantage plans to pander to the seniors for votes. Yeah. Like, this should be illegal. You shouldn't be able to use these things for votes and then lie about it and not do it. Well, right. Right. I mean, you know, or, well, actually, we'll get through the State of the Union before I start going off about uh, censorship because I have quite a bit to say about that. Looking at you, European Union and Google and Facebook. And Twitter. And Twitter. But we'll we'll come back to that. I got plenty to say about I'm why they cut the deficit by more. Yeah. Oh, and uh, learning ally. We can't forget that one. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Please no. More no. than one yeah. trillion dollars in a single year. Lowering your cost also meant demanding more competition. Oh my God. This. I'm a capitalist, but capitalism without competition is not capitalism. <laughs> 
Capitalism without competition is exploitation. Know, let me shorten that quote for you. Exactly. Let me shorten that quote for you. Capitalism is exploitation. All that shit that he said in the middle of it, it's all bullshit. And it's bad right. for you. Mm-hmm. It meant nothing. Except more pandering. I only have yep. one more thing on the note. For this whole thing. So I can't wait until... <sighs> I hate him. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, I thought you meant one more thing now. My bad. Okay. No, not now. No. There's only one other thing that I like. I was really just like, this is bullshit. But okay. Days ago, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention issued a new mask guidelines. Under the new guidelines, most Americans and most of the country can now go mask free. And based on projections, and based on projections, more of the country will reach a point across that point across the next couple of weeks. And thanks to the progress we've made in the past year, COVID-19 no longer need control our lives. Why I know some are talking about living with COVID-19. But tonight, I say that we never will just accept living with COVID-19. We'll continue to combat the virus as we do other diseases. And because so we'll continue to combat the virus like we do other diseases, meaning we will continue to not combat the virus. Yeah. But to profit well, off it massively. And on top of that, I mean, I'm not, I, I don't always wear a mask because a lot of the time people just, nobody else does. And if not everybody's doing it, if the vast majority of people are not doing it, then I'm just not going to do it because it doesn't matter. Um, but it's not scientific to say that you shouldn't wear, that we can go mask free. That's not correct. No, not at all. And we, we've talked about that a little bit too, how we're just jumping, uh, right back in to, you know, I mean, this life. is just to make people feel better, to make them think that there's nothing there. Right. When the fact of the matter is, even if you're vaccinated, which is probably what he was trying to brag about there of, you know, we have a, a large percentage vaccinated now, but even if you're vaccinated, they're not magical bubble suits. You can still be picking it up, carrying it, transferring it to other people. You can still be going, you know, asymptomatic, contagious. Um, it's not a bubble suit. It is there to teach your immune system how to respond so that when you do cross paths with it, you are more likely to survive it. Doesn't mean don't fucking do basic shit like wearing a mask and washing your fucking hands. We're still at that. Yeah. I don't understand why Marjorie Taylor Greene looks so upset at that point because he hasn't even really started getting into the vaccine parts and he's basically telling her what she wants to hear is that she doesn't want to wear a mask. Yeah. And did, didn't she and uh, Lauren, Lauren, what the fuck's her last name? The two right wing nut jobs, both. Yeah. I can't remember her name either. I recognize the brunette, but I couldn't remember what her name was. Yeah. She looks like she's wearing a wig all the time. The way she fixes her hair is like very Republican 
I don't know. <laughs> it reminds me of my mom. <laughs> oh, great. But I think she's like right. closer to my age. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> so we made it eight minutes in. Do this thing. Three minutes left. As this virus mutates and spreads, we have to stay on guard. We have the tools we need. It's time for America to get back to work and fill our great downtowns again with people. People working for home just not can feel safe away. and begin to return to their offices. We're doing that here in the federal government. The vast majority of federal workers will once again work in person. Our schools are open. Let's keep it that way. Our kids need to be in school. Kids are a little virus. Let's take on mental health especially among our children whose lives and education have been turned upside down. The American Rescue Plan gave schools money to hire teachers and help students make up for lost learning. I urge every parent to make sure your school, your school does just that. They have the money. We can all play a part. Sign up to be a tutor or a mentor. Children were also struggling before the pandemic. Bullying, violence, trauma, and the harms of social media. As Frances Haugen, who is here tonight with us, has shown, we must hold social media platforms accountable for the national experiment they're conducting on our children for <laughs> It is in this moment that our character of this generation is formed. Our purpose is found. Our future is forged. Well, I know this nation. We'll meet the test, protect freedom and liberty, expand fairness and opportunity, and we will save democracy. As hard as those times have been, I'm more optimistic about America today than I've been my whole life, because I see the future that's within our <coughs> grasp, because I know there's simply nothing beyond our, our capacity. We're the only nation on Earth that has always turned every crisis we faced into an opportunity. The only nation that can be defined by a single word, possibilities. So on this night, on our 245th year as a nation, I come to report on the state of the nation, the state of the union. And my report is this. The state of the union is strong because you, the American people, are strong. We are stronger today. We are stronger today than we were a year ago. And we'll be stronger a year from now than we are today. This is our moment to meet and overcome the challenges of our time. And we will, as one people, one America, the United States of America. God bless you all, and God protect our troops. They left it out, the one thing. The yeah. defund, he said, don't defund the police. They left that out of the highlights, and I am not surprised. I am not surprised at, either, uh, at that either. And the other thing that I'm not surprised that they left out that I wanted to talk about is the USA chant. Yeah. Thank God. USA, USA. Right, it was very MAGA. Hold on, I'm working on it. Oh, are you looking for the video for the 
police part or the chant? The police part, but either. Yeah. And as far as the, it didn't really get too much into the vaccinations, but um, I had sent earlier the alternate.org thing, and uh, he says that we have vaccinated billions and we've made progress on that, but that is still a very white-centric view um, because it was posted on alternate on February 8th that Pfizer projected that it will generate a record-shattering $32 billion in revenue from its publicly funded coronavirus vaccine. Um, but the U.S. pharmaceutical giant refuses to share its technology with other nations, leaving billions of people around the world without access to vaccines. Even though, even though the efforts to make it happen were public. Yep. Yeah. So um, we are. So our oligarchs are fucking the whole planet. Yep. Uh, I do want to remember what exactly he said about the police, though, because he. And Kamala's space again with the with the police. I'm just gonna ugh, pigs. Mm-hmm. Top cap. Yeah. No, he starts talking about funding them more, I believe. Yeah. I know what works. Investigating crime prevention and community policing. Cops who walk the beat, who know the neighborhood, and who can restore trust and safety. Let's not abandon our streets or choose between safety and equal justice. Let's come together and protect our communities, restore trust, and hold law enforcement accountable. That's why the Justice Department has required body cameras, banned choke calls, and restricted knocks warrants for its officers. That's why the American Rescue Plan that you all provided $350 billion that cities, states, and counties can use to hire more police, invest in more proven strategies. <clears throat> Proven strategies like proven strategies like community violence interruption, trusted messengers, breaking the cycle of violence and trauma, and giving young people some hope. We should all agree the answer is not to defund the police, it's to fund the police. Fund them. Fund them. Fund them with resources and training. Resources and training they need to protect our communities. I ask Democrats and Republicans alike to pass my budget and keep our neighborhoods safe. And we'll do everything in my power to crack down on gun trafficking, of ghost guns that you can buy online, assemble at home, no serial numbers, can't be traced. I ask Congress to pass proven measures to reduce gun violence, Past universal background checks. Why should anyone on the terrorist list be able to purchase a weapon? Why? Why? And folks, ban assault weapons with high capacity magazines hold up a hundred rounds. You think the deer I mean, wear Kevlar vests? 
book, repeal. First of all, yeah, I, there's so much that, yeah, there's so much. Do you think the deer are wearing Kevlar vests? Um, so my thing is that he never once mentions the racism of the police. Um, and well, he never mentions any of these specific killings. He glosses over all of it. He completely glosses over well, all of it. And so it's it's kind of the stuff that we were talking about last night when we were doing the Bell Hooks book club. Um, we are acting as though we are living in a world that is already equal and we're being shown these advertisements and these fundings for recognition, but in reality, we are not addressing what the actual root of the problem is. Um, and um, so just his generic take on what's wrong with the police without without even saying what is wrong with it is, is what's fucked up to me. It's the racism of it and he doesn't even acknowledge it. Right. Of course. Right. Um, also, uh, Zach is in the comments discussing whether it's shat or shitted, uh, the James shat. But since Zach is a, <laughs> it's shat. It's definitely shat. Um, anyway, so since Zach is in, uh, in the comments, it reminded me, we are actually one of the pages that we stream to is Zach's page, uh, left signal boost TV. Um, Honestly, there's probably more live streams on that than there is. Uh, well, there definitely is more on that than there is on ours because our ours are always on there. Um, but if you haven't, uh, go give their page a yeah. If you haven't, go give their page a like and a follow, and uh, you know maybe be exposed to some other um, leftist takes. Right. But, uh, yeah, I see we actually have uh, somebody <coughs> watching from the Left Sigma Boost TV Facebook page, so that's pretty cool. That's what's up. Um, Hello and welcome. Um, anyway, I don't think that I have um, anything else really on the State of the Union, but I'm glad it circled back to the ghost guns thing. Yeah, because um, who's a terrorist? Because, I mean... Am I a terrorist? Is he gonna come to my house? Probably. Come to my house and take mine. We spread copious amounts of radical disinformation, don't you know? <laughs> we really do. And they'll do it again. My dog is desperately trying to demand all of my attention. She ignores me all fucking day, and then we get on here, and she's been bugging me this whole time trying to get in my face um but uh you were bringing up racism factors and i guess that is the next segue to this right here uh this is an article is that screen share working there yep yeah. it is okay uh, before you dive into that, uh, it, this is also part of the segue, I guess, but I wanted to circle back to Wade's comment. Uh, he asked, but who names terrorists and why? KKK is still not, 
but Black Panthers were harassed by Alphabet Soup for January 6th. Yep. Right. Um, if you are friends with Chairman Zulu Sharad on Facebook, he has the video from, I think it was like a week after January 6th, the FBI showed up at his house asking if the Black Panthers were involved, and he's just like, what? Right, like, that's insane. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, you're looking for extreme right-wing fascists, not yeah. malice. It, it's uh, but if you are friends with uh, Chairman Zulu, I encourage you to go <coughs> um, to to go watch it. Yeah, take a look and see the dumb shit the alphabet men are doing on our dime. So, yeah. is this segueing into Ukraine first or censorship first? Uh, Ukraine. Uh, well, I mean, they, they all tie together, but uh, yeah, yeah, I think the the Nazification of Ukraine is probably a good place to start. This, I believe, came from Kyle, if yeah. I remember right. Yeah. Um, and this is a very intriguing article. The By CIA. the way, the link to this article is banned on Facebook and, and YouTube and Twitter, right? And right. Twitter can't share it, but. You know, you can see it right there if you want to take it down. Um, and I believe it's in the video description. If this you says, want, uh, I may be able to find the alternate one because you can share this this website itself to Facebook. You cannot share this specific article to Facebook, but uh, there was one that I believe Christopher Cohn found. Um, I think I. I think I can find it and maybe try to link it in here. But go ahead. Um, as you can see, title CIA undermining and Nazifying Ukraine since 1953. Why? Because Nazis gonna Nazi, fascist gonna fash. And this is just one of the things that the alphabet men do using our dime. Um, says here, the recent declassification of over 3,800 documents by the CIA provides detailed proof that since 1953, the CIA operated two major programs intent on not only seeing Ukraine, but Nazifying it with followers of the World War II Ukrainian leader, Stepan Bandera. The, the CIA program spanned some for deputing as a paramilitary operation that provided funding and equipment for such anti-Soviet Ukrainian resistance groups, such as the Ukrainian Supreme Liberation Council, its affiliates, the Organization of Ukrainian Nationalists, and Ukrainian Insurgent Army, all Nazi banderists. The CIA also provided support to um, relatively anti-Bandera faction. I can't fucking talk. I smoked too much weed, and I never say that. <laughs> um, let's let's rewind. The CIA also provided support to relatively anti-Bandera faction of the UHVR, the ZPUHVR, a foreign-based virtual branch of the CIA and British ex intelligence services. Early CIA operation to destabilize Ukraine using exile Ukraine. Ukrainian agents in the West infiltrated into Soviet Ukraine was codenamed Project 
aerodynamic. A formerly top CIA government, uh, top secret CIA government dated July 13th, 1953, provides a description of aerodynamic. The purpose of Project Dynamic is to provide for the exploitation and expansion of the anti-Ukrainian resistance for Cold War and Hot War purposes. Such groups as the Ukrainian Supreme Council of Liberation and its Ukrainian Insurgent Army, the foreign representation of the Ukrainian Supreme Council of Liberation in Western Europe and the United States, and other organizations such as those will be utilized. The CIA admitted in a 1974 really secret document that it had been in contact with that clusterfuck, which is representing that, you know, the, the foreign body of all of them coming together since 1950. Uh, the OUNB was the Bandera faction of the OUN and its neo-Nazi sympathizers are today found in the Ukrainian national government in Kiev and regional and municipal governments throughout the country. Aerodynamic placed field agents inside Soviet re Ukraine, who in turn established contact with Ukrainian resistance movement, particularly SB intelligence service agents of the OUN, who are already operating inside of Ukraine. Um, the CIA arranged for airdrops of patients' equipment and other supplies, presumably including arms and ammunition, to the secret CIA army in Ukraine. Most of the CIA's Ukrainian agents received training in West Germany from Narki's foreign intelligence, political, and psychological branch. Communications between the CIA agents in Ukraine and their Western handlers were conducted by two-way walkie-talkie shortwave via international post channels and clandestine airborne and overland course. Agents in Ukraine uh, they carried a kit that contained, among other items, a pen gun with tear gas, an Arctic sleeping bag, a camp axe, a trenching tool, a pocket knife, a chocolate wafer. How bougie. Um, Minox, Minox, I don't know, camera, and a 35 millimeter uh, Leica, Leica film, um, a toilet, a Soviet toiletry kit, a Soviet cap and jacket, a 22 caliber pistol and bullets, and rubber contraceptives for waterproofing the film. Other agents were issued radio sets and generators, nickel cadmium batteries, and homing beacons. An affiliated project under Aerodynamic was codenamed Capacho. CIA documents show that Aerodynamic continued operation through the Richard Nixon administration into 1970. The program took operation veneer than a real-life facsimile of John Le behind the Iron Curtain's, you know, spy novel. Uh, the CIA set up propaganda company in Manhattan that catered to print publishing anti-Soviet literature that would be smuggled into Ukraine. The new battleground would not be swampy retreats near Odessa and cold, deserted warehouses in Kiev at the center of the world of publishing and the broadcast media. The CIA front company was Prologue Research and Publishing Associates, Inc., which later became known simply as Prologue. The CIA codename for Prologue was Attencher, uh, Attener, I don't know, fucking mouthful letters, who cares? The, <laughs> the group published the Ukrainian language Prologue magazine. The CIA 
referred to Prolog as a nonprofit tax exempt cover company for uh, the ZP slash VR's activities. The leasity used by the CIA to fund Prolog remains classified information. However, the C secret CIA document does state that the funds for Prolog were passed office via Denver and Los Angeles, and receipts are furnished. Um, Prolog showing fund origin to backstop questioning by New York fiscal authorities. Uh, as for the Munich Office of Prologue, the CIA document states that funding for it comes from a, an account separate from that of Prologue in New York from a cooperating bank, which also remains classified. In 1967, the CIA merged the activities of Prologue Munich and the Munich Office of the Ukrainian Exiled Nationalist uh, Suskanist Journal. The Munich Office also supports the, I'm not even going to try to announce that, but it's a, a Ukrainian publication. I'm not trying to destroy everything that's foreign to me here. Um, <laughs> the CIA documents also indicate that U.S. Federal Bureau of Investigation agents may have interfered with aerodynamic agents in New York. A 1967 CIA directive advised all ZPUV HVR, I can't fucking talk. Um, agents in the United States to either report their contacts with United Nations mission diplomats and UN employees from the USSR and the Ukrainian SSR to the FBI or their own CIA project case officer. CIA agents in charge of aerodynamic in New York and Munich were codenamed uh, cassowary agents, apparently not that had taken with the MI6's famed agent 007. One CIA agent in Munich was codenamed a Cassowary 6, and the senior agent in New York was a Cassowary 2. That's still too much of a mouthful. Um, those agents took part in and ran other aerodynamic teams that infiltrated the Vienna World Youth Conference in 1959. The Vienna infiltration operation, where contact with uh, made or contact made with young Ukrainians was codenamed LC outbound by the CIA. In 1968, the CIA ordered Prologue Research and Publishing Associates to be terminated and replaced by Prologue Research Corporation, a profit-making commercial enterprise ostensibly serving contracts for unspecified users as private individuals and institutions. The shakeup of Prologue was reported by the CIA to have arisen from Operation M.H. Dowell. There's not much known about M.H. Dowell other than involved the blowing of the CIA cover of a nonprofit foundation. The following is from a memo to file dated January 31st, 1960, from CIA Assistant General Counsel John Greeny. Um, quote, concerns a meeting of Greeny, Counsel Lawrence Houston, and Rocca about a confrontation with New York FBI office on January 17, 1969. They discussed two individuals whose names were redacted. One was said to be a staff agent of the CIA since August 28th of 61, who had been assigned in 1964 to write a monograph, which had been funded by a grant from a foundation whose cover was blown in M.H. Dowell. And uh, 
they suspect that this is code for, for you know the U.S. press. Um, one of the individuals whose name has been redacted had been requested for use with Project DT Pillar in November 1953 to February 1955 and later in March of 1964 when the Domestic Operations Division advised security that this person would not be used in that operation. Raka recommended that there are some other ominous allegations against members of the firm indicating one member of that firm was a card-carrying member of the Communist Party. The memo went on to say that Rocca was investigating the use of the individual in Project DT Pillar concerning whether that person had mentioned activities in 1966 in connection with Herbert Itkin. Rocca was the deputy chief of the CIA's counterintelligence division, Itkin was an undercover agent for the FBI and CIA who allegedly infiltrated the mafia and was given a new identity in California as Herbert Atkin in 1972. In 1969, Aerodynamic began advancing the cause of the Crimean Tartars. In 1959, owing to Canada's Iranian population, Canada's intelligence service began a similar program um, to Aerodynamic codenamed Redskin. As international air travel increased, so did the number of visitors to the West from Soviet Ukraine. These travelers were of primary interest to aerodynamic. Travelers were asked by CIA agents to clandestinely carry prologue materials, all censored by the Soviet government, back to Ukraine for distribution. Later, aerodynamic agents began approaching Ukrainian visitors to eat Eastern European countries, particularly Soviet Ukrainian visitors to Czechoslovakia during the Prague Spring of 1968. The Ukrainian CIA agents had the same request to carry back subversive literature to Ukraine. Aerodynamic continued into the 1980s as Operation QR Dynamic, which was assigned to the CIA's political and psychological staff, Soviet East Europe covert action program. Prologue saw its operations extended from New York and Munich to London, Paris, and Tokyo. QR Dynamic began linking up with operations financed by hedge fund tycoon George Soros, particularly the Helsinki Watt Group's operatives in Kiev and Moscow. So you see now who's getting the Soros checks. It's not us. <laughs> um, Distribution of underground material expanded from journals and pamphlets to audio cassette tapes, self-inking stamps with anti-Soviet messages, stickers, and t-shirts. So, merch. How American. Um, QR Dynamic expanded its operations into China, obviously from the Tokyo office, and Czechoslovakia, Poland, Estonia, Lithuania, Latvia, Yugoslavia, Afghanistan, Soviet Central Asia, the Soviet Maritime Region, and among Ukrainian Canadians. QR Dynamic also paid journalists agent influence for their articles. These journalists were located in Switzerland, Sweden, Austria, I can't fucking talk, Australia, Israel, and Austria. My brain was trying to smash all those together at once. Um, but at the outset of Glasnost and Perestroika in the mid-1980s, things began to look bleak for QR Dynamic. The high cost of rent in Manhattan had it looking for cheaper quarters in New Jersey. Assistant Secretary of State for European Eurasian Affairs, 
Sanders, Victoria Newland, the baked goods bearing maiden of Maidan, the U.S. Congress that the United States spent five billion troll of Ukraine from the Russian sphere since the collapse of the Soviet Union. And I'm going to play for recording of that fucking conversation right there of her setting this shit up with other heads of state. Uh, with the recent disclosures from the CIA, it appears that the price tag to the American taxpayers of such foreign shenanigans was much higher. Um, I will leave that open for discussion for you guys for a moment while I flip through these tabs and find the one that is that recording that, uh, there we go. Do you guys have anything to comment before I hit play on this recording um, of that conversation that that file was referring to? No, I don't know if he's here or not. Um, it looks like he took a little sidestep. He might have needed to go for a smoke. Um, before I hit play, there is a little synopsis here, actually, that I'm I'm going to read of this recording. Um, it's the phone call featuring Victoria Newland, Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs, whose boss was Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, in a phone call to U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine, Jeffrey Piat. Piat, I don't know. Um, a phone call leaked to the news media on the 4th of February, 2014. What's important here is the level of planning for the coup that overthrew the elected Ukrainian president, Viktor uh, Yanukovych, which brought to power, as heard on the recording, a group of select individuals described as moderate Democrats. In fact, most of them, including Ola Tianabuk, whom Newland insists the new head of state consult four times weekly, are a far-right nationalist faction with over and long-standing ties to the neo-Nazi movement in Western Ukraine. Uh, Yanukovych had first applied to Russia for a loan, though Ukraine was already deeply indebted to Russia. And sorry, now my fucking screen just went and bounced three pages down. Give me a moment to scroll back up there. Sorry, technical fucking difficulties. I don't Son of a bitch. There we go. Um, but uh, because the previous loans were always channeled into banks owned by Ukrainian oligarchs where the money could not be tracked, Putin had told uh, Yanukovych that another loan could be arranged for, but only stipulation that the loan money had to be fully accounted for only on those things named in the loan agreement. Yanukovych then turned to the EU, and the EU offered to underwrite a loan from the IMF, but only if you backed out of trade agreed agreements with Russia. And when Yanukovych hesitated, the coup was put in motion. So when Newland says, fuck the EU, she is implying that the IMF loan will be made available regardless of what the EU had demanded, answering Pyatt's concern that the Russian Russians might try to, quote, torpedo the deal by granting Yanukovych's loan request first. And Joe Biden's involvement in all of this is revealed near the end of the call. This shit is a fucking trip. Um, 
So, second, let me share screen and audio. Uh, bam. Okay. Here we go. What do you think? Uh, I think we're in play. Um, the the echo piece is obviously a complicated electron here, um, especially the announcement of him as deputy prime minister. And, and you've seen some of my notes on the notes on the troubled marriage right now. So we're trying to get a read really fast on where he is on this. But I think your argument to him, which to make, I think that's the next phone call we want to set up is exactly the one made to, to yachts and I, i'm glad to sort of put him on the spot on where he fits in this echo? scenario i'm very glad he said what he said in response i'll mute my mic good so uh i don't, I don't think cleach should go to government i don't think it's necessary i don't think it's a good idea yeah i mean i i guess you think what in terms of him not going into the government, just let him sort of stay out and do his political homework and stuff. I'm just thinking in terms of sort of the process move ahead, we want to keep the moderate Democrats together. The problem is going to be Tony Boak and his, and, you know, I'm sure that's part of what Yanukovych is calculating. Uh, I'm I, kinda... I, I, just, I think Yats is the guy who's got the economic experience, the governing experience. He's He's the guy, you know, he just click on the outside. He needs to be talking to them four times a week, you know. I, I, I just think Cleach going in, he's going to be at that level working for Yatsenyuk. It's just not, not going to work. Yeah, no, I think, that's, you know? I think that's right. Okay. Good. Well, do you want us to try to set up a call with him as the next step? My understanding from that call, but you tell me, was that the big three were going into their own meeting and that, yeah was going to offer in that context a, a three-way, three-plus one conversation or three-plus two with you. Is that not how you understood it? No. I mean, that's what he proposed, but I think just knowing the dynamics that's been with them where um, Klitschko's been the top dog, he's going to take a while to show up for whatever meeting they've got. He's probably talking to his guys at this point, so I think you reaching out directly to him helps with the personality management among the three, and it, and it gives you also a chance to move fast on all this stuff and put us behind you behind before they all sit down and he um he explores he doesn't like it okay good i'm happy one and out to him and see if he wants to talk before or after okay will do thanks okay i've now written oh one more wrinkle for you jeff yeah uh i can't remember if i told you this or if i only told washington this that when i talked to jeff feltman this morning he had a new name for the u.s guy, Robert Seri, did I write yeah. you that this morning? Yeah, okay. I saw that. He, he gotten both Seri and Ban Ki-moon to agree that Seri could come in Monday or two. Okay. So that would be great, I think, to help glue this thing and have the UN help glue it and, you know, fuck the EU. No, exactly. And I think we've got to do something to make it stick together because you can be pretty sure that if it does, if it does start to gain in altitude, the Russians will be working behind the scenes to try to torpedo it. And again, the fact that this is out there right now, I'm still trying to figure out in my mind why Yanukovych did that. But in the meantime, there's a party of regions faction meeting going on right now, and I'm sure there's a lively argument going on in that group at this point. But uh, anyway, we could uh, we could land jelly side up on this one if we move fast. So let me work on 
let me work on Klitschko, and if you can just keep, I, I think we want to try to get somebody with an international personality to um, come out here and help to midwife this thing. The other, the other issue is some kind of outreach to Yukovic, but we probably regroup on that tomorrow as we see how things start to fall into place. So on that piece, Jeff, uh, when I wrote the note, uh, Sullivan's come back to me, uh, VFR, saying you need Biden, and I said probably tomorrow for an attaboy and to get the deets to stick. So okay. Biden's willing. Okay, great. Right. Thanks. We definitely don't have the rights to play that music. <laughs> I don't know how they got away with it uh, to end that video with that. But, um, yeah, so that conversation right there was them planning who they were going to install in this coup. And one of the main people being mentioned is literal Nazi, the one that was standing there in, in that slideshow of photos, the one that was doing the fucking Heil Hitler salute, that asshole, that's uh, Yanukovych, I guess I was pronouncing that wrong of Yanukovych, Yanukovych, um, that's the guy that was in those photos side by side with Biden in the meeting to follow that um, I posted the meme of that to our page a few days ago, I believe, of the two of them shaking hands, making agreements and stuff because this, this was all fucking planned and put into place by the United States and NATO from the fucking start. Um, next, let's see, uh, close that one. Sorry. I have so many sources lined up here to be able to show you guys. This article will also be linked in the description. Um, before I dive into that, Chelsea, did you have anything to say about that crazy-ass fucking phone call of evidence there? No, I mean, I read the previous article, and I mean, it's not surprising. It's cool that you found an actual audio count also of it, though. Um. These sources I actually got from Caitlin uh, that she got of because those two are hardcore about doxing Nazis specifically. And so when I had asked, had any resources like a day later, maybe two, she sent me all of these. And I've looked through these, and these are from various independent news sources. And you know, wide spectrum, lots of videos in here to be able to show you guys of like straight up fucking evidence of here's really gone on. What's happened historically that's led us to this fucking point and how this was completely fucking just, you know, fed by the United States and NATO, created by. Um, let's see here. Uh, that, that one's behind the paywall. Shit, I forgot about that. Um, uh, give me a grab the next one. I'm screen share here. Um, 
that's not it. Why? I guess I got some of these out of order when I was loading them earlier. But, uh, okay, this, uh, this one, uh, the link is so in the description. This is from Bellingcat of this article is Ukraine's Ministry of Veterans Affairs embraced the far right uh, with consequences to the U.S. Ukraine's president this is from November 11th of 2019 and author, the author line there says Azov C-14. So I'm not, not sure what that's, you know, if this was like a publishing from Azov. Um, Ukraine's president conferred with and the prime minister of Ukraine partied with known far-right figures as leaders of the country's veterans. Additionally, the top U.S. diplomat in Ukraine, William Taylor, rubbed shoulders with a far-right figure embraced by Ukraine's veterans ministry. We explain why these events happened. So let me rewind and correct myself because maybe that Azov note was just there for subject matter. Um, where you would typically find the, the author's name. Uh, that's where that's listed. Um, the heads of Ukraine's new government, led by President Volodymyr Zelensky and Prime Minister Oleski Hanchurik, uh, have elevated dangerous far-right organizations, Azov and C-14, by working with their leaders as partners in addressing issues faced by millions of Ukrainians affected by the war against Russian aggression, particularly issues faced by Ukraine's veterans. Uh, this partnership has been formed despite the fact that Azov and C-14 are considered extremist far-right organizations and the threat to Ukrainian democracy by human rights watchdog Freedom House and other observers. The boosting of Ukrainian extremist groups stems from the far right's outsized role in Ukraine's Ministry of Veterans Affairs. This ministry was created in November 2018 under Zelensky's predecessor, Petro Poroshenko, when far right groups and their leaders were prominently involved in its shaping. Under Zelensky, the far right helped preserve the ministry. Currently, the veterans movement of Ukraine holds key positions in the ministry, and controls its advisory public councils. The VMU is a coalition of veterans organizations co-founded by the far-right Azov movement, and far-right figures continue to play a leading role in the VMU. There is also a paper trail reflecting how the ministry funds projects of organizations that are linked to notorious far-right groups. In particular, the far-right Azov movement holds notable influence in Ukraine's veterans ministry. This influence allows them to reach American diplomats. As a member of the Azov movement who leads the public council in the ministry, spoke at an August 23rd event sponsored by USAID with America's top diplomat in Ukraine, William Taylor, listening from the front row of the audience. This is far from the first time that United States and the Azov movement have crossed paths as Ukrainian government has actively sought to co-opt parts of the American far-right movement for years. While mostly known for their military arm, the Azov Regiment within the Ukrainian National Guard, the Azov movement also has a political party, the National Corps, and a range of other groups, including its own veterans organization, Veterans Brotherhood. 
In October, a group of Democratic lawmakers in the House or House of Representatives uh, asked the U.S. State Department to designate Azov as a foreign terrorist organization due to their outreach activities to American extremists. And additionally, U.S. Homeland Security Acting Secretary Kevin McAleenan told Congress last month that his agency is tracking American white nationalist extremists that go to Ukraine to train with Azov. Previously, the U.S. State Department described Azov's National Corps and C-14 as a nationalist hate group, and Congress banned American weapons from going to the Azov Regiment. The extreme embraced by Ukraine's mainstream, though, uh, in the most high-profile but far from isolated incident showing how Ukraine's far-right movement is being mainstreamed by government leaders, Ukrainian Prime Minister, Minister uh, Hanchurik and Minister of Veterans Affairs Oksana Kolyada appeared in an October 2019 event organized by a far-right figure on trial for murder. The event, called Veterans Strong, was headlined by the neo-Nazis band Sekirovna, uh, well known for its white supremacist, Holocaust-denying, and anti-Semitic lyrics. However, this investigation demonstrates that no one should have been surprised by this incident. Ukraine's far right has navigated its way into positions of influence at Ukraine's Ministry of Veterans Affairs, which the far right helped create last year. Uh, meanwhile, other veterans of Ukraine's ongoing war with Russia and Russian-led forces warn that Ukraine's far right and their allies are taking advantage of the ministry to pursue their own agenda and are not representative of Ukrainian veterans as a whole. One prominent veteran and activist told Bellingcat that the ministry was hijacked. These developments all come as international leaders and backers of Ukraine, including the United States, continue to work closely with the newly created ministry. Despite that they lack any popular support or electoral power, the far-right organizations of Azov and C-14 have been elevated to a mainstream force in Ukraine's government. Representatives of these groups have been tapped by Ukraine's top officials as partners due to their role as leaders within the veterans movement of Ukraine. Moreover, the VMU is an organization officially co-founded by the Azov movement's Veterans Brotherhood, and the VMU currently holds a virtual monopoly on representing Ukrainian veterans as a whole to the government. While we do not suggest that all VMU members are far-right organizations and Minister Koliata's role in normalizing far-right groups is evident. VMU's members lead all public advisory and oversight bodies of the Ministry of Veterans Affairs, the Veterans Council, and hold the absolute majority of the <coughs> One of these bodies, the Ministry's Public Oversight Council, is led by Dmitro Shatrovsky, head of the Veterans Brotherhood, an organization that is part of the Azov movement. Shatrovsky is also one of the public leaders of the VMU. The ministry's Veterans Council is led by Vladimir Lahuda, also a member of the VMU. The VMU's hold on the Ministry of Veterans Affairs is also reflected in the fact that two out of three deputies of Minister Koliata are members of VMU including the first deputy minister, Anton Kolumbit, a uh, member of the board of VMU, and deputy minister Alexander Tereshchenko, a co-founder of the VMU. 
organizations that currently constitute the VMU, including Azov's Veteran Brotherhood, previously played a crucial role in shaping and volunteer of the Veterans Ministry under the Poroshenko administration in late 2018. In fact, the current configuration at the top of the ministry was under Poroshenko and has remained intact under Zelensky. Current Veterans Minister Oksana Kolyada previously served as an advisor to and then the deputy of the Ministry of Veterans Affairs first head, Irina Fritz, a member of Poroshenko's political party. The Veterans Strong event that Hunchurik and Kolyada attended was organized by the VMU. The organization's role in ownership of the event was reflected in promotions to the prior to the so they're prioritizing the fuck out of that. A particular role in organization of the event was also played by a far-right figure on trial for murder, Andre Med- Medveco, uh, who has become somewhat of a public face in the VMU. Uh, this event where Ukraine's prime minister rubbed shoulders with various leaders of the VMU, including Azov's Dmitry Shatrovsky and others, next to Minister Koyata and her first deputy, Anton Kalimbe. It is of little surprise that neither Hanchorik nor Koliata have expressed regret for appearing at the event. In the wake of the scandal, Hanchorik explicitly stated via Facebook that he does not, quote, share any hateful ideology, neither Nazism nor fascism nor communism, as if those were comparable, um, and wrote that, quote, some media covered the incident with rather ambiguous theses. The society must treat veterans with respect and honor, he wrote in the statement, which he also remarked that uh, it's not up to the head of government to dictate our defenders what songs to sing. Um, Bullshit. It was a direct reference to the neo-Nazi band Sakira Peruna that was performing at their ship. Uh, Ukraine's prime minister also stressed that he quote, met representatives of the veterans movement of Ukraine and veterans community at that event and was accompanied by the Minister of Veterans Affairs, all known Nazis. <laughs> In another public occurrence on October 9th, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky engaged with these Nazi leaders of the VMU, including Azov's Dmitry Shatrovsky, and leader of far-right organization C-14, Yevon Karas, at a meeting that was apparently facilitated by Veterans Minister Oksana Koliada and her deputy, member of the VMU, Anton Kalambe. Zelensky described the, the event as a meeting with, quote, veterans, and stated that it included the National Corps, Azov, and everyone else. So he flat out was like, yeah, I met with Nazis. What of it? Really, guy? Uh, I don't agree with them. I just hang out with them. Right, right, right. It's just a meeting with Nazis. What of it? Fuck, man. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) How they can just blow the shit off is beyond me. Um, Over the summer of 2019, the VMU played an important role in ensuring the very existence of the Ministry of Veterans Affairs under Zelensky. In securing the appointment of the current minister, Oksana Koliata, an earlier ally of organizations that formed this VMU with Nazi leadership. A meeting of these veterans organizers, VMU members in Azov's social center, 
Oksana Koliata, along with other key veteran organizers and members of the VMU, directly cooperated with Azov's Veterans Brotherhood prior to the ministry's launch. Apparently, the current head of the ministry and members of its advisory public bodies even met in the past on Azov's turf at their Cossack House venue in central Kiev before they assumed these roles in the government. A three-story social center for the Azov movement, this Cossack House is home to a number of facilities. For example, it houses a library and book club, the Plowman Club, that promotes Nazi-era figures. Can't talk. Um, within the Cossack House is also a record label and a shop that promotes neo-Nazi concerts and sells swastika jewelry. Along with these shops, wow. a mixed martial arts facility and venue for said concerts and movies. Lastly, and most importantly, the Cossack House serves as the headquarters for the Azov's Movement's Veterans Brotherhood organization. The Cossack House has also hosted American and European far-right figures, including American white supremacist Greg Johnson, who lectured in the Cossack House on the invitation of Azov's National Corps just weeks after Koliata and other veterans activists gathered there. Incidentally, Johnson was arrested in Norway on November 3rd while on his way to a far-right conference and deported from the country. National Corps International... Secretary Elena Semenyaka was a scheduled speaker at a previous iteration of the same conference alongside Johnson in March 2019. Leader of the Azov movement, Andrei Beletsky, described Cossack House, which is apparently owned by the Ukrainian Ministry of Defense, as, quote, the pearl of the Azov movement. So, to the shit libs out there who have been trying to pretend like oh, it's just the Azov members of the, the fucking uh, brigade itself, the battalion itself. No, the fuck it's not. They have their own political party that is also locked arms with all the other leading fucking political parties and influences here. Pay attention. Wake the fuck up. They're all fucking Nazis. And yes, they are in their goddamn government. Actively. Um, current Minister Koliata, current member of Ukraine's parliament with the Voice Party, uh, Lisa or Lysia Vesenko, she's also a, a current VMU member and member of the Veterans Ministry Advisory Public Council, um, current senior official of the Ministry of Social Policy of Ukraine, Alexandra Tereskova, current member of the Ministry of Veterans. Advisory Council, Natalia Kuzmenko, who is also a current VMU member and member of Veterans Advisory Public Council, and Svetlana Shepovolova. Shep Shep That's a mouthful. Um, Svetlana Shepovolova. Shep I'm fucking that up. So I don't think you're doing it. Yeah. However, all of those that you said, it was they were all wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Not surprised. We're not surprised. I am probably destroying the fuck out of these names. So when I destroy one, don't be shy. You can stop me. Like, wait, no, this is how you pronounce that. Because if He's I just like, keep this is harder than Spanish, like a fucking idiot. But <laughs> these names, not heard many of them pronounced. So 
correct me when I'm wrong. I'm not even going to say if. I'm just going to say when. Yeah, I'm man. I, mean, I, can't, I, can't, I, can't I can see it better. I just can't see it, so I don't know. Just, just wait for my the wince on my face. And then, <laughs> I, who's that? I didn't even see anybody else join the fucking room. This is Scott. Hi, it's my this first time. Hi. 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 Okay. I've probably made you wince a lot with destroying those names. I actually, I enjoyed it immensely. It was like music. It really was. Yeah. <laughs> music goes awkwardly out of for a while. Right on. Yes. Um. Uh. This is the gentleman you were telling us about that uh, you had the conversation with uh, in FMT for the other day. You are of Russian descent and have family there, I gather? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. uh, I I was just going to say we want to pick your brain a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I I won't. uh, I'm not going to lie to you and pretend like I'm I'm some sort of um, uh, my uh, expert in... uh, Russian-Ukrainian relations. Uh, my my uh, expertise is in public policy, but I I will uh, I do have family there, and I've been there uh, a few times, and I can give you some insight, perhaps into uh, what it was like to be there. And right, uh, so. whatever you'd uh, whatever um, you'd like. Right on. Well. None of us are expert historians either. We're all learning this stuff together. Um, to be fair, like these resources that I'm going through right now, uh, I've only received in the last few days and have been able to like start digging through some of them. There's some excellent videos that I'm going to show you, but this is a lot There's of a the- lot more than we're going to be able to get to tonight, to be honest. This is going to be right. occurring. Right. There is a lot here. Um, and to be fair, right now, I'm going to tell you TMI, TMI, way, way too much information. I have to Prepared piss. For this. Y'all can discuss for a moment. I will return, but I have been holding it this entire time that we've been on this segment. Do we, do we have not, do we, didn't, do we not have some kind of cover for that? Like, you know, like that where, oh, she's going <laughs> to. No, we are awkward. It is part I mean, of I, I don't. I don't say it that way. Uh, I just. No, I just uh, disappear. I mean, I say it that way sometimes. Well, how can stream. I just? How can I just disappear when I'm the one that's been fucking reading these resources? I can't just disappear. I'm not going to take a laptop to the bathroom with me. So well, thank you. I'm going to go disappear. And yes, we're awkward. It is what it is, man. I respect you more for it. <laughs> My fucking eyeballs are floating. <laughs> Excellent. Oh my god. What did I get myself into? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's a shit show sometimes, but it's a fun one. What a terrific introduction to this group, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> also, I told you it wasn't gonna be serious. Uh, I mean earlier she couldn't read because she was high, and then she started trying to speak Russian, so Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Russian. I'm just trying to make an effort to pronounce the name right, and I'm destroying it. It's for the sake of a joke. Leave me alone. (laughs) Don't don't make her, uh, you know, compromise her in you know, comedic integrity for the actual integrity. That would be crazy. I'm over here sorting out between uh, vanilla and lime tootsie rolls. I got to get all the vanilla and lime ones out. For the what? for the reject pile, right? Not the because those are the ones I don't eat. 
Yes. Okay, because no, I was about I to nail you. The, all I, of the ones I, I have. Monster. I only eat the lime and vanilla one. Gross. <laughs> Gross. You're the, you're, you're the person who's probably single-handedly keeping the candy corn uh, in business. So. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Yeah, no, Brax not. appreciates you. <laughs> no, don't do that. I think barbarism is ahead of us for fear we reset the game. That's intense. I don't know. Um, actually, uh, yeah. John Tickler is always there. intense. That was Yeah, so this was the original <laughs> comment. He said, capitalism is in its last stages and authoritarian rule and fascist support of what authoritarian rule is the only way to continue the wealth gained over the last several decades of exploitation. God, and I then, wish they were true. Uh, Bread Theory, which is Zach, said, I agree, John, we seem to be heading toward a major socialism or barbarism moment. And uh, that was John's response to that was, I think barbarism is ahead of us for fear we reset the game. <laughs> there's nothing, I, I don't think there's anything more barbaric than capitalism, but I, I digress. I fucking hope not. Well, and that was why I wanted to like preface everything before whenever I first invited you. Like, we are not pro Russia. Um, we just God. don't want to be pro Ukraine because even if this could be a good thing for certain people, like the political alliances and the U.S. interest in this is what bothers me, and how quickly people can just decide that they are going to take a side on something. When even if yeah. one evil is lesser than the other, we could still have a very bad outcome out of choosing that, uh, as we do every four years, but worse. Uh, well, sort of as we touched right. upon like last night, uh, you know, when, when you said, ah, well, you've got to hate them equally. Uh, and I said, well, <laughs> I, I understand your logic in that. Um, but I don't, I don't hate any of them. I don't hate... Listen, I I was speaking I'm to very, generalizing. I meant I get it. No, I totally understand the politics where you're going of it. There's people uh, on both sides. Uh, I I more meant the government and the politics of it. And I'm very pro-Russian. I'm very pro-Ukrainian. I'm very pro-U.S. What I'm anti is is nonsense. <laughs> you know, I, I think the, the idea is maybe anti-capitalism um, and exploitation of the working class. Um, you know, that's that's what I'm opposed to. You know, uh, I it, it, people look at, at the rhetoric uh, that I post in it. They're like, oh, are you are you anti-Russia? No, man, I I am Russian. What are you talking about? I'm pro-Russian and it's why I'm anti-Putin. Uh, Right, and that's as we all should be. Right. Yeah. Putin shit. When it comes to the people, <laughs> um, I'm pro all of them. When it comes to the He's government though, I'm pro any of them. Uh, and and we're just right. over. I mean, Biden's over there talking about him like he's an idiot, and I'm like, he he is very bad, but I really don't think that he's an idiot. So. Biden. Right. No. Because Biden's an idiot. Biden's definitely yeah, yeah. yeah. this whole calculating thing to him that like freaks me out. We went right. through Biden's an eleven minute at the beginning of this stream. We went through an eleven minute highlights reel of the State of the Union address, oh. man. And 
<laughs> Thank God like I wasn't there. Minutes. Chelsea told me I missed and that. <laughs> uh, I dodged a bullet. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. It's just like, how at the beginning of your speech can you start by like, you know, talking about how great of a fight the Ukrainians are putting up when they, they didn't even have the right to bear arms, at least in this uh, context until this invasion started now they're giving out guns at the fucking police station like with no training but he's gonna teach him well, even right that right but then later on in the same gun. speech you're you're talking about cracking down on on terrorists owning guns and and ghost guns and it, it was all a bunch of fucking buzzwords and the funny thing is, is everybody wonders what happened at 9-11. Why did they hate us so much? Well, when you meddle around in a country for so long, when you screw with their politics and then you hand them a bunch of weapons, uh, then of course there's going to be some kind of ramifications. It happens for, against Russia. It happens against us. It happens anytime you meddle with the country long enough, they're going to bite back at some point. It's going to bite you. And that's exactly what happened on 9-11. And that's exactly what's going to happen when we when they start interfering uh, in, in Ukraine. Right. It's the U.S. going and destroying countries that it claims it's giving freedom to. And it's like, oh, fuck. And it, you know what? That brings to mind one of these videos. And this is a short clip, a few minutes. Um, there's a Ukrainian guy who is very pro-Ukrainian government, pro-Azov, pro the whole fucking nine going around, polling people in the streets, and this old lady goes off on him, and it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> and you guys have to see this, because she hits so many nails on the head, and I just gotta find which fucking tab it was. I have like 30 fucking tabs open here from these resources uh <laughs> and so i gotta find yeah, i know right. what that's like i've got a two screen set up and sometimes i'll have like six tabs here and like seven tabs here i found my Stupid. people <laughs> it's like oh man which which fucking one was it i've got to find it so i can screen share it come on kick, now it, kick us off with some highlights uh, um, oh, he John goes the fuck off. Here it is. Go ahead, Rob. Because I said all blowback is demonized as terroristic. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, it, it can't be that there's there's it's retaliatory. It's it's terrorism, which is so absurd. Here we go. This is fucking epic. I love this little old lady. Puts this fucking asshole in his place. Does your sound? Yeah. Yeah.
На кого Украине нужно равняться в развитии? На США или на Россию? Как вы считаете? Очень странный вопрос. Вы понимаете, США это страна, которая еще не вошла ни в одну страну и ее не разрушила. После того, как США появляется в стране, там революция полная разруха, уничтожена. Это поголовье от стран. Начиная Ливия, которая была процветающей страной Северной Африки. Очень высокие зарплаты. И наши граждане даже сюда ездили. Сестры получали там заработную плату 3000 долларов. Уже бомбили, а они все не хотели уезжать. Там так было хорошо. Такой уровень. Потому что Каддафи хотел сохранять свою независимость своей так, страны. Про США. Про следующая, да. следующая страна. Ирак. Следующие еле-еле спасся Египет, э, Тунис. Все страны, где были проведены революции искусственные с помощью марионеточных режимов, они все разрушены и пришли к полной нищете. Тот же самый путь, к сожалению, повторяет и Украины. Ничего хорошего нет. У нас вот в этих домах, в Печерском районе, европейской лице, мы сидим без горячей воды, без холода. Мы все заболели, находимся в прединфарктном и посмертном состоянии. Вы мы находимся на грани... от темы вопроса. Мы находимся на грани жизни и на, смерти. На кого нам нужно равняться Поэтому в цивилизационном развитии? Поэтому равняться... Вот как мы уж мы уже поравнялись на Америку. Вот такой результат. Результат плачевный. Половина населения уничтожена. Часть выступает в качестве пучечного мяса. Какая-то часть, кто по сообразительной уехали в наймы, то где-то там крутятся и зарабатывают себе на жизнь, выживают. Те, которые остались беспомощные, пенсионеры и так далее, ну и также обслуживающие, понимаете, сервильный, так сказать, слой. Они, конечно, а попутный вопрос вам да. задам. А где живут люди Луд? Вот здесь, на территории Украины, которая под контролем, да. или на той территории, которая на Донбассе, под контроль на России? Где живут люди лучше, понимаете, они не могут жить, если украинская армия уничтожает систематически своих граждан. Это было просто преступление. Я просто аналогию, я обычно не спорю с людьми, а спрашиваю. Но вы такие том, примеры привели, что я не могу просто не привести контраргумент. Если вы говорите, факты. что здесь США устроила вот эту революцию, якобы И США контролирует да. территорию. Как же тогда вот здесь да, граждане, которые живут здесь, в Украине, США. живут лучше, чем где пришла так Россия на территории и... Донбасса? Так это и есть последствия этой революции. Это война. Потому что война была начата в результате Майдана. Использование армии было начато в результате Майдана. Это незаконно. Это не соответствует Конституции Украины. Использование... Это смертоубийство, это массовое уничтожение людей, лица уже пять лет. Вопрос риторический вы задаете. Хорошо ли живут люди, которых убьют массово, которые разрушают дома, которым посылают снаряды, ракеты, минометы и так далее, проводы, водопроводные системы, уничтожают всю структуру, остались без жилища. Они многие расстались уже осторожно. Далее со своей жизнью. 
Многие остались инвалидами. Как они могут хорошо жить? Вот это и есть все результат американского вмешательства и Майдана. Почему американские граждане раздавали тутанье на Майдане? Ну, в общем, вы, они вы, руководили эти. Вы хотели бы, чтобы пришли. Они Россия, руководили. Да? Я как хотела я бы, чтобы все вернулось назад. История назад не возвращается. Я бы хотела, чтобы вернулось все перед Майданом. И наши граждане сознательность и сказали бы, мы не будем рушить брусчатку, мы не будем захватывать государственные учреждения, мы не будем убивать тех же беркутов работников правоохранительных органов. Если мы не хотим Януковича, мы пойдем в родительских странах цивилизованно, мы пойдем на выборы и проголосуем. Эти выборы должны были состояться вот через месяц, через два. Вот я хочу вот так, чтобы было, чтобы все было цивилизовано, чтобы никто никого не убивал, чтобы не было этой разрухи и кошмара, которые сделали на Майдане. Вот этот запах и эта вонь сюда достигала до наших домов. Вот это запах горелых шин. Сейчас же, в настоящее время, нету дома Простите, в Черском районе. Вы считаете, что цивилизованно Россия захватила Крым и Донбасс? Россия ничего не захватила. Дело в том, что граждане, которые ходили по следствию, которые вот, в Кучи... Возьмите, пожалуйста, здесь посмотрите мнение других эти, людей на этот эти вопрос. Граждане, я, я, я не буду вырезать мнение. ничего. Эти не граждане мнение, мнение решили избежать, в которых находитесь вы. Те люди, которые живут в Крыму, они счастливы до небес. Во-первых, если говорить по-простому, у них выше пенсии, у них выше зарплаты, они живут спокойно, они проявили свою волю, они имели возможность проявить себя, выразить свою волю коленную. Они сказали нет Майдан. И вот они имеют результат. Сказали да Майдану. Они имеют соответственный результат. Вот две большие разницы. Кому хорошо и кому плохо. То есть наши люди не имели права на свое мнение? Наши люди имели право на свое мнение выражать цивилизованным путем. Идти и голосовать на выборы. Но они не имели права рушить гадку, убивать работников правоохранительных органов. Захватывать государственные учреждения и совершать антиконституционный государственный переворот. На это они не имели права. Они должны были действовать так, как все действуют в Европе, идти и голосовать. Вот так люди должны были сделать. Сейчас они пожидают плоды своих трудов. Они уже проклинают все. И вот у нас на доме висит объявление, когда-то идите, заключайте договора, в следующем году будет горячая вода. Они пишут, когда, когда мы сдохнем, те люди, которые были на Майдане. Вот это результат ваших действий. Вы только пальцем в меня не тыкайте, пожалуйста, да. потому что это совсем уже потому переходит я... грань, э, да. не нужно. Потому что я говорю, что вы, которые, так сказать, э, обслуживаете этот режим, и который, вы, вы его защищаете. Вы да. имеете в виду? Так вы же мне противоречите. Вы меня спросите, чтобы я высказала А у меня мнение. есть свое мнение. Подождите, а разве я ваше мнение не мнение? спрашиваю. Вы меня спросили. Камеру. Говорю на камеру. Да. Но я с вами не дискутирую. Вы мне спросили свое мнение. Один бы человек вам бы не сказал этого мнения, потому что люди боятся. Никто ни с кем не разговаривает. Я единственный человек только, который остановил нас и с вами разговариваю. Можем побиться об доклад. Спросите другого, кто хочет вам отвечать. Никто. А я же... Ничего вам Смотрите. не скажет честно.
Только вот скажем, я, такие, смотрите, все хорошо. Я вам даю вот листик, чтобы вы посмотрели мнение других людей. Вы возьмете его я или нет? Знаю, или вам не интересно мнение других знаю, людей? Вам интересно только ваше мнение. Я знаю, какое мнение других людей. Я насытилась ими вот так, вот, этими видите? мнениями. То есть для Это вас мнение других, других людей, людей, оно не имеет значения. Супер. Вы видите оно... только свое мнение. Мнение вот других все, что людей нужно было доказать. привело к вот этому результату плачевному. Привело к тому, что вам свое мнение никто не выскажет, кроме меня. Только я отверилась Вы напрасно так думаете. Вам, напрасно вам так выражать свое мнение только те, кто скажет, все хорошо, все чудово, нет, вильно Украина, нет, слава Украины, абсолютно все доброе. Нет. Вот они вам выскажут свое мнение. А потом вернутся и скажут, знаете что... Вот. А такие люди, как я, вы, вы, напрасно так вы говорите. не найдете такого человека, который вам скажет честно. Вы в многоквартирном доме. Внимание. Много людей в вашем доме с вами солидарны. Сейчас уже все, все, которые были на Майдане, все солидарны. А вы были три... Ни воды, Смотрите, ни горячей, как вы относитесь к высоким тарифам? Я с вами даже не собираюсь больше... Вы, вы против высоких тарифов? Слушайте, я с вами должна вступать в перебранку. Нет. У нас нету ни горячей воды. Абсолютно. Нет уления, люди умирают. Вы Все. были 31 октября под Кабмином на акции протеста против высоких тарифов? Not when there's a message board in front of me. She's sorry. Well, not, only, not only that, too. Part of the reason that I think that uh, James is having trouble keeping up as well. Well, I mean, so is I. It's not just James, but he mentioned it in the comments. Um, is because that dude just kept trying to talk right over. Like. Right. Fuck, dude. And just shut the fuck. Like, you asked her. Now I'm surprised he even let her go on that long because in the United States, he would have just cut her off immediately and not yeah. talk to her anymore. It, it, it's the interviewer yeah. trying to control the the, the interview. And uh, clearly, right. she wasn't having it. He, he wanted a simple answer, and she wasn't, you know, it, it, like I said, it's like every conversation with a leftist ever. You know, you're like, hey, how was that cookie? And then there's a three-hour-long diatribe about <laughs> post-Marxism in Zizek. So, you know, like, okay, well. <laughs> uh, um, well, the thing is, she hit on some very important things that every fucking Agreed. place us goes into they fucking destroy you look like even there in kiev she's saying we don't have fucking heat or hot water like get the fuck out of here and you know he's like oh well do you live better here than over there in the donbass and she's like how can you fucking live well when you're being blown up and your fucking water and gas lines are being intentionally blown up all of your infrastructure destroyed you know of course they're not living well but they would be living better like crimea is if they were their vote for this was actually respected you know like she points out there in the case of crimea they literally voted on whether or not they wanted to rejoin russia and the majority voted yes and look they're they're not being blown up they're not fucking being attacked by ukrainian army because you know they've been under that protectorate i guess of being part of russia 
you know, and there's another source that I have in here that I would have to dig for, but it was showing like digging into those votes of like, yeah, no, this is legit. The majority of the people in Crimea wanted to rejoin Russia and look, they still have strong wages. Their houses aren't being blown the fuck up, but these people in the Donbass, they've fucking said flat out in 2014, no, we don't want to fucking be part of Ukraine. And they've been getting fucking bombed and shelled by Ukraine while in Ukraine, kind of, you know, like their, their independence isn't being fucking respected. They're being fucking murdered for it. You know, there's a little bit of irony uh, in the fact that this is that she was talking about uh, the revolution of dignity, the Maidan revolution. Yeah. And uh, in the irony of, of what we were talking about earlier, which is to say that anytime you meddle in a foreign country's affairs, you've got to kind of worry about them coming back at you. Well, uh, you know, now Russia's really dealing with the backlash of of um, meddling in the affairs instead of just trying to negotiate with with the Ukrainian government. You know, that's that's the that's the outcome right here. And uh, to address this, by the way, I am a leftist. I'm a fourth internationalist, but uh, but I I don't I want to address that before somebody starts uh, putting my head uh, in the guillotine here. So don't worry, I'm nicer. In, I'm nicer in uh, person. <laughs> yeah, you would have Dean to. Is all about one, <laughs> I have the good side and I have the bad side. I also have the uh, I had one beer side. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a good start uh, I, side. I work, I work in booze, so uh, sometimes yeah, I. It's a good industry. Sometimes I'm. <laughs> they keep well. you working. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's funny that you said the guillotine though, because I feel like we really steered away from the guillotine jokes and went straight for the wall. Usually, yeah. <laughs> it's it's easier <laughs> to not get flagged for that. Oh, <laughs> right. Whoops. For now. For now. Until Zuckerberg's like, oh, that's what they mean. <laughs> right. Don't yeah. mention You're like, how do you differentiate between Trump's wall and the wall and, you know, just walls in general? <laughs> the algorithm doesn't know. The algorithm really doesn't know anything anyway. No. That's too quite clear in my answer. case. I'm getting stupid bans for stupid things that don't make sense. Um, yeah, I was just gonna put that comment up too, Trisha. We should probably try to like uh, focus on the the current things in Ukraine. Obviously, it's been a week uh, since our last stream, and I think that was what the second day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, we didn't have a lot of information to go on, but we had already noticed. Uh, the lines that literally all Western media was taking. Um, and I guess before we get too far into that, I want to talk about censorship because like Russia today, for example, is completely banned in the European Union. Uh, Google is not showing it in search results. Uh, Facebook is, you know, like putting their shit way down in the algorithm. And supposedly it's for censoring um, their own media. So how are you going to censor an entire country for censoring? How does that even make sense? Is your family dealing with that? 
Scott? I'm sorry. Is your family dealing with that? So <laughs> I, I've dealt with this conversation a few times um, after, uh, um, I'm sorry, I can't remember his name. It'll come to me. WikiLeaks, Julian Assange. So after Julian Assange said the Russian media was freer than the American press, um, which is, is absolute fabrication, it's a lie, it's an absolute lie. Um, and not by any stretch of the imagination true, uh, which is what a lie would be. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting redundant now. But uh, you have to realize that everything that is that is produced in Russia is all of the media is controlled essentially by the government. There is, of course, there are. Um, there is some degree of free press, underground free press, but there it, it's the majority of it is controlled by the government. It's state-run media. And to the point where they have think tanks, uh, much like, um, what was the one that you cited last night? It was uh, Strategic Culture, which is, oh, a, yeah. which is a state-run think tank for Russia. And they're going to run the hard lines. They're going to talk about you know, how, uh, you know, the Ukraine is, is Nazis built by the U.S. government. And to the point that John made earlier, the U.S. government is going to work with anybody. The Taliban, uh, the Nazis, they don't care so long as it's not the Russians. They'll, they'll sell their soul to anyone so long as it pushes Russians out of anywhere they want to go. doesn't matter. So that, you know, that's, that's just the nature of the beast. It, Russia is similarly going to do the same thing against the U.S. They just don't have the kind of muscle they used to, and they're going to they're going to throw their weight towards Ukraine, which is what they're doing now, and that opens up a whole ball of wax when that happens. But as far as the free press is concerned, we've got to be careful because we have so much propaganda being pushed on us right now. So much propaganda being pushed on us by um, liberal media, conservative media, um, or, but you know both ends of the spectrum here are, are fighting for the same thing now, you know, with very few people. <clears throat> Our media is corporate controlled, but we can argue that that makes us freer. I don't. I'm not going to. That's a real yeah. rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's but that's a real rabbit hole. I mean they're going to do whatever makes them money. Okay, so they don't care. Yeah, um, you, you know whoever's in power it doesn't matter to them because they're they'll topple a government so long as they're selling papers or they're selling their news. They don't give a shit, right? They're they're just making the buck. Uh, their god is cash. Um, I'm sorry, I forgot. I, I started reading the screen and that throws me off every time. I had a point I was going. To, to make in regards to, to Russian, oh, the propaganda coming from everywhere. So, uh, you know, propaganda coming from Russia, you have to be careful with because it's still propaganda, even if it's saying what essentially makes sense to us. Like when you said last night, Chelsea, that, you know, like the CIA is propping up these Nazis in Ukraine, not a shock. I mean, I was, you know, it's no surprise at all that the U.S. government would work with anybody who would push out Russians. Um, and it's, but 
we also have to consider the source and that's really concerning because what in there is truth how much of it is truth and you know here very similarly as in russia same problem they're dealing with the same things everybody's human we're all dealing with the same crap and being fed the same garbage uh just from a different angle so we have to be careful which sources we're looking at how much truth is to each thing and uh, that's that's uh the responsibility of the reader yeah and i i want to take this opportunity to point out that 93 percent of all u.s media is controlled by five fucking people mm -hmm. is it is it still five i thought it dropped now i thought it was four I mean, it could be, it could be. The last time it was five. Um, but yeah, and that that's why we try to, Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny as like worldwide communist parties started like, you know, releasing statements on it. Almost all of them were on the same page as we were. And, you know, like obviously this was, we weren't privy to those conversations, you know? So like, it, it's kind of nice to see, um, the, the communist left coming out with like a generally as like a nuanced stance versus, I mean, you turn on CNN and it's just like Russia bad right. crammed down your throat for right. 24 hours. To, I mean, that's Natalie's point here. Liberals and many people in general seem to be against war until the mainstream media tells them there's a war to support, you know? Uh, and that's, that's so totally true. The funny thing is, is I was pro-war in Iraq and people, you know, cause I'm a leftist. And if you're a leftist and you don't stand with the Kurdish people, you have nothing to talk about with me, you know? And, and so we had a whole conversation about that. Uh, but every, all of my liberal friends were opposed to the war in Iraq because they were being told it's, it's bad because George W started it. Well, you know, it's just absurd. It's just absurd. You know, you've got, Rational uh, you've you've got a whole group of people who are just being uh, tortured um, and, and displaced, and that's why we should be supporting and helping and aiding them to to overthrow a dictator. And the same thing is happening in Russia. It's just that in the Russian culture, it's so in favor of a strong man. Yeah, I just don't sense. trust us. Trust our country to have the moral uh, compass to do that. No, uh, it has never. I mean, who said that we have? I mean, someone said we have the Midas touch in reverse. I can't remember who, but <laughs> uh, so I mean, we there there. You you assume that the government would have good intentions in intervening in these situations but then at the same time even if they do have good intentions good intentions never really seem to pan out even if that's what they had um right so that's why i just don't see the point in encouraging it i also don't i i can't like every time somebody somebody bombs something it's like woohoo and you're just like do you realize that like the people that are being affected by this this is not something to celebrate even if it is for the side that you want it to be i mean and it's gotten to the point that i mean generally i would like it if people talked more about politics but it seems that my public interactions now um 
people have started talking about this more when they don't talk about politics ever. And so it seems as though it's it's always very offensive in that end as well, because when you're dealing, I'm a bartender and I work at a liquor store. Um, so a bartender at a restaurant. So double down tables. And so it's it's just weird to have people start to voice their political opinions to you when before they didn't. And usually now it's just very, even if I've, presenting myself oversimplifying in some kind of capacity. Um, I don't, I don't want to choose a side. I don't think that we should be involved. Um, and so it's, it's very different than the people that are just like, I watched this on the news and now this is what I think. And I'm going to tell my waitress or the cashier at the fucking liquor store. And you're just like, why yeah, oh my did God. I ask for, did Jeez, I ask for your opinion? Right. Because, and so then I have to sit there and have this awkward moment of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so or you, you spend an hour exactly. educating somebody. Well, and in that case, you really are not. You're not either you're not allowed, or it just wouldn't look good to argue. Well, not when you're at your job, that's for sure. Yeah. You know, so, it, we well, kind of dug ourselves really, into that. Just, it's so weird to me to to. I never say political things to my server or bartender. Maybe bartender if it's a dive bar or something, but. Like my the my waitress or the cashier at a place. Like I'm not trying to get into a conversation uh, like that in five seconds. It's like, you oh, know, this we, is small talk. Like what? We really dug ourselves into that because you know we were raised. I don't know how you guys were raised, but I I was raised with you. You don't talk about politics or religion in polite company, and that's you know of course then it makes it taboo and then when it is discussed it's it's uh we don't know how to interact in that way yeah. you know we well, can't and in talk the about it the situations like small talk is what the problem is also it's just like it kind of makes sense to me that you don't talk politics in public because for one thing you don't know you don't know what the other person's politics are and that's not to say that you couldn't do that if you were like sitting down having an actual conversation but in the five minutes of you making a transaction and walking out the door, this is not, that doesn't make sense to do that. Like, what good does it really do? Yeah, no, no, I, I get what you're saying. And of course, I, I'm just saying that culturally we've destroyed that any kind of um, honest intellectual debate we can have. In I agree politics. with that also, yes. Because we've decided it's taboo. And not, that politics shouldn't be taboo. It should be discussed yeah. at the dinner table. You know, uh, every night we should be talking about uh, current affairs with our kids. You know, we should, you know, hang out in coffee shops during the day and taverns and bars at night. Spread our. I used to do that. Get this revolution started. Right. <laughs> I'm with you. It's funny after after I stopped going to bars, I got more intellectual, and now there's no influence in that direction at all. Unfortunately, we did talk politics in my family, but uh, they were Christian white supremacists, manifest destiny, private school shit. So very, very political. It gets old trying to educate a sea lion. I get that. Um, but you know what? The sea lions are, are actually more fun to educate when you're on a public forum, though. Because uh, the more uh, gracious they seem, the dumber they sound. Uh, you know, because if you have talking points and you, you're educated, 
then they either have to reverse their opinion slowly uh, while trying to drag you, or they have to admit that they're being sea lions to some degree. I don't mind them either. I mean, you just, you're like, oh, nope, that's not what we were talking about. I gotta pull it back a little bit. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, this is getting a little too abstract for me. Let's drag it to some pragmatism, you know? Usually my go-to with arguments is, uh, I reread that. I didn't say that. That's not what I said. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's half of my argument most of the time with people. I'm like, I, that's, I mean, I read what I said and that's not. Oh God! So I do have uh, an article that Nathan sent our group chat. Um, apparently, there was a about two hours ago. There was a uh, nuclear power station. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that city. <laughs> uh, hold on, I, I will. I will pull it up. I will screen share it, and you can tell me how to pronounce that city. <laughs> You don't want to make an ass of yourself like I did? <laughs> that. Or, I'm sorry. Wait, wait. That's the name of the facility. Actually, the one that starts with a Z? Both, both of those. The city and the facility. Oh. So fucking tiny. It's hard to see. <laughs> I called him. Z, he, huh? sent it, he sent it to them. Okay. It, it, so it's... I don't, I think, so the second word there is Zephyrzia. Okay. Did you say Zephyrzia? And the first word is, it means energy, it's Ener Godar. Okay, Ener Godar. Ener Godar, so, they must have fucked that up pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's BuzzFeed. So imagine <laughs> Um, but so apparently Ukraine's foreign, uh, foreign affairs minister tweeted that if it blows up, it will be 10 times larger than Chernobyl, which they also spelled wrong. Wow. Look at that. Wow. Way to go, BuzzFeed. Um, anyway, there's a video Chernobyl, what the fuck? Excellent. <laughs> All of the Americans are like, oh, that's the only one I knew how to spell. <laughs> that's what I um, had. Okay. But anyway, so there is a, there, there was, I should say, a live feed on Live Now from Fox, um, which there was another video that... Nathan shared into the chat. Let's see if I can make this full screen. If so, I'll screen share that. I can. Okay. But this uh, trajectory doesn't make any fucking sense. And you'll see what I mean in just a second here. God damn it. There we go. So, like, how far away are they apparently shelling this from? Because that's a very low... The angle of that trajectory makes no sense for a shelling from a foreign power that's not on the grounds. 
Like, that looks like it's coming from very, very close, which is not the story. Right. It would have to be as low-lying as those shots are. But, no. yeah, I mean, I, I tend I to don't... agree with Nate there that the, the trajectory doesn't make sense, but I also I don't have enough. Uh, I'm not a munitions sense. expert. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I was going to pull up this live Fox thing. It's literally the same angle, but it's uh, it's over now. Well, I have a live uh, feed. Uh, Zelensky also held another briefing today. Never Surprise. Mind. Can we talk about that gross meme going around? Oh no, which one? <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> uh, I feel like every, every time girl I go in the on... country you know has a crush on the landscape and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, they, like oh, they're the actors fucking... in some great comic, you know, romantic comedy. This is uh, <laughs> Avengers, Ukraine. He played, time out, he played a guy that accidentally became president. This, this is well, Avengers, Ukraine. That works out. This is the this yeah. is Civil War number two. The Ukrainian man of the year. God. <laughs> I mean, it's just it it's just absolutely mind blowing, and they're Hollywooding the fuck out of it. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't need ammunition. Uh, I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. It it, it just it's it makes it uh it reduces it to. Uh, a comedy. Um, it reduces it. Hey, all... he played a guy who accidentally it, became president in a sitcom. Yeah. It makes solidarity fucking <laughs> cheap and shitty and just absolutely fucking sexist to begin with. Like, I mean, the sexism is not the biggest offense here, I wouldn't say. But I'm it's sorry, still. Jessica, but you have no choice. You have a question, Zelensky. As a woman myself, yeah, I'm just like, that's disgusting. What is wrong with you? Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm trying I'm trying to find it now because I'm also like I can't remember uh if it said straight women, um or if it just said women. <laughs> you know? But both equally offensive. Oh yeah. Every woman in your life now has at least a small crush on Zelensky, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. And then the guillotine implier said, I am begging liberals to stop treating a treating an actual war like a TV show with fun characters. Yeah, there you go. They don't have the goofy uncle. <laughs> not, so I do not find him attractive, for one thing. And for two, I'm just like, oh, cool, people are dying and losing their water, and you're you're masturbating, I guess. Cool. Yeah, dude. I mean, you know, doing his um, statement from the city center of Ukraine when there was supposedly, you know, like fighting happening in the city and telling the uh, U.S. that he didn't need a ride out of the country. He needed ammunition. I mean, like, literally, dude. It's a fucking Hollywood. It's a movie. 
It's got to be. If he if he takes a look at a camera and says, "Take a look at these pipes," one time, <laughs> one time. I'm gonna sexualize everything that he says now. Pythons. I'm gonna start yeah, another page. To. It's gonna be called Lib Tifa. <laughs> oh God! What? Please, please don't. It'll be entirely sarcastic. It'll be one of those offensive, uh, like dictatorship of the proletariat, or like uh, please stop hitting on my mom. Thanks, and it's like all completely sarcastic, <laughs> but like offensive shit that like gets taken down all the time. I love it. I think we can make that work. We would, I just don't want to get banned again. God. I All right. So, many so I got. Anymore. I got the man himself right here. Wait, where's the sound? Oh. Oh. Aggression was very difficult. We resisted. We will resist. In the future, we have seen that the Russian forces had to change tactics. All our defense are maintained. The enemy has not succeeded. They can no longer act against it. Kiev is standing resist All these towns that suffered airstrike Sumi, Odessa resisting. They're trying to ruin our Odessa, but they will not achieve the cathedral in Kharkov, one of the historic monuments of Ukraine, and the defense symbol for all Ukrainians, all Ukrainians, believers and non-believers, this cathedral is being hit. They are afraid uh, So basically, it's it's continuing his, uh, you know, previous rhetoric. We are standing. We will not give in, you know, like a TV president would. And I agree, that translator sounded absolutely bored. <laughs> that's, uh, that's actually just how all Russian people sound. I thought that it was just because uh, you could tell that it was not his first language either. <laughs> I thought, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it, it was kind of still hard for me to understand, even with the translator. <laughs> Sometimes it seemed like he was like skipping over certain words that I was like trying to put it together. Yeah. Yeah. But kind of a continuation of his rhetoric, same thing he's been saying. Yeah. I don't really, but like, that's the question though. Like, what choice does he have? Did you go to the gas station? At all None. anymore. None, really. Right? Because, like, I've decided uh, we're just going to turn tail and, and run now. We've decided just to give up. We're going to leave and sign everything over to Russia. That would never happen. You know, that's just an absurd thing. So, of course, the talking point is 
stand, never surrender, never give up, like he's like doing some kind of Churchill bullshit. It's just not. I mean, I was thinking. Uh, this is Kyle. This is Three hundred. Oh yeah. This is Sparta. <laughs> oh man. I will have a crush on him though if he does kick Putin into a pit. So I I will give him that. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can't really argue with that. Why why can't like they fall into the pit together? I think we can make that work. <laughs> that sounds like um, a good uh, theme story for a movie. So also, I'm imagining a porno calling on the U.S. and NATO to close Ukrainian airspace to institute a no-fly zone over Ukraine, and that would lead to direct confrontations with NATO tr uh, troops and Russian, and uh, that is just all around a terrible idea. And I probably don't have to go into detail to uh, tell you why. I think uh, the here's the interesting thing. As a public policy person, I'm interested to see we're already seeing China kind of testing the waters right now. If Russia does end up taking what they want, then does that open the floodgates for China to just walk into Taiwan? And I, I have a feeling it does. Well, we're talking about another U.S.-backed state on another foreign territory. I mean, Taiwan has been part of China for like a fucking thousand years until the bourgeoisie fled China to Taiwan. And we're like, hey, we're a separate country now. Do you feel like we've just... I mean, that's an oversimplification, of course, but... <laughs> you Rather reductionist... Like Sorry, go ahead, Chelsea. Do you feel like we've just started to um, let other people do our wars for us? Yes. Now that we're everywhere? Yeah, they do all of our labor. Why shouldn't we let them do our wars? I, I, don't, I don't think we really let them. I think we were just itching to have an excuse to do it, but we... Well, it's just it. like you don't have to start a war if you're everywhere and then you just influence the country to do it. Well, that all started with Reagan, the whole concept of, of, yeah. uh, of containment, um, which was to, was to support rebel factions and countries to keep them occupied with each yeah. other. But that was well before Reagan. I mean, like, I, I oh, yes, yeah, so it's, that, it's occurred. He... Reagan did it because he knew he couldn't, because of the geopolitics of the time where we couldn't get into a hot war with Russia, with the USSR. <clears throat> so the only way to run a war against that, the, the opposing superpower would be a proxy war. And so the proxy wars were done in Afghanistan, which <laughs> didn't do us any favors. You know, they're done um, between, you know, I mean, look at what, look at Israel has, uh, done the dirty work of the United States for years, for, you know, since they became a state, so, you know, it's the, the whole uh, concept of proxy wars done because we can't do it. 
you know. But those were those, without, that was a, that was a mutual goal. Of course, I mean, a mutual they, goal. But the were. U.S. can't have a touch, can't touch it. So that's why they have other people do it. Uh, sure. I mean, you know, we, we kind of stick out if we were to fulfill that same role. <laughs> right. Um, um, do you guys know the story about the Marshall Islands? What happened there? I'm going to go with no. I, I know what the History Channel tells me. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, so my uh, former girlfriend... Uh, it was a princess from the Marshall Islands, which sounds really fancy, except when you find out there's like 200 of them. Um, and her dad was in was stationed at the military base in the Marshall Islands during uh, when the SALT II Act was being signed. And essentially, during that time, the U.S. military was going to park, uh, has, had a base there for years, and the Marshallese government decided they wanted to, they didn't want them there anymore. They wanted them gone. They said, we don't want the U.S. military because they were basically just using it for nuclear testing, even while the SALT II Act was being signed. So they said, please just leave. And the U.S. government said, okay, fine, we'll leave. And then what they did was they carpet bombed this country with foreign aid. Foreign aid came in the form of uh, bread, peanut butter, snacks, all of these things. Well, for an island that's economy is based on fishing, it destroyed the fishing economy to the point where nobody knew how to fish anymore <laughs> or sold off all of their fishing vessels so that they couldn't fish anymore. Then the U.S. government said, well, we're going to pull that foreign aid unless you allow us to keep the base there. So they made the Marshallese government dependent on the United States in order to keep them there, to keep a base there, and to continue nuclear testing, which was killing their people, right? So I tell that story to everyone who tells me that the U.S. is the good guys. You know what I mean? Like, ah, uh, well, I don't know if that's true. So, uh, you know, that story is a great way to explain that particular... Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm running... I'm, just going on no this <laughs> no you're totally fine yeah you're fine man. i was like i am so bored with this guy thanks scott bye <laughs> no 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 it's just we no right. he left us last time out. too he starts it mm -hmm. and he's like i need to eat dinner <laughs> right well you know it's you, always you dinner he's always like it's always dinner and I got to work tomorrow and I got to do laundry before I go to bed. Do you really want the whole list of shit that I procrastinated doing all day? What I'm hearing is, do we want a full list of your excuses? And I get that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess the cat's out of the bag. I'm going to be taking off here in a minute. So I wanted to say thank you to everybody for tuning in and everybody that is, you know, um, on your screen with me. <laughs> um, this is, this has been an, a, like a developing situation for a while, obviously. And we were talking about Ukraine off and on quite a while before the, you know, invasion started or before media started talking about it. And, um, I don't know. I was just mind blown at the amount of propaganda 
Like, and it was literally like somebody flipped a switch because that's probably literally what happened. Oh, I think I made a post on Facebook, something to the effect of, it's crazy how people's opinions of Putin changes with whoever's in the White House. You know, it's just stupid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's never never been a great guy. No. (laughs) And I mean, him and his buddies made their fortunes off of privatizing the fucking Soviet Union. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Yeltsin invited capitalism in with open arms. Yep. Yeah. Right. It didn't even do that right. So, <laughs> <laughs> couldn't even land that one, so. Well, you could say Putin's uh, like Stalin in the way that he architected uh, oligarch the way it is now. I mean, you keep your... You know, you don't care whether they're competent. You keep them close to you because they they're not going to turn on you. Right. Um, okay, I see, I see where you're going with that, but for a second, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, where are you going with this? Oh, I mean, okay. I might not, I might not defend Putin, but I will defend Stalin. <laughs> to a certain Oof. extent. Well, to yeah. a to a point, yeah, to a point. <laughs> I mean, but that point is further for Stalin than it is for. <laughs> I, had to, I had to defend Stalin at work the other day. Oof. Yeah. yeah. Very briefly, very fucking briefly. But uh, I was wearing that Karl Marx shirt with sunglasses that says "Class Dismissed." <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, <laughs> but so <laughs> I was like, I need this shirt. Like, I need it, and so. Uh, because I'm a sociology major for one thing. And so, and then also communist, but, uh, so this guy, he's like, what is, what's the words under that say? And I was like, class dismissed. And he was like, Oh, is that Karl Marx? And I was like, yeah. And it was this old guy with a vet hat on. And I was like, Holy shit. And uh, here it comes. Brace yourself. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, uh, my boss, is like, oh, Karl Marx, isn't he that? And I was like, he was a sociologist. Like, I cut him off before they even started to say it. I was just like, no, he was just a sociologist. Uh, and so then he was like, oh, no, yeah, isn't that that Russian? And I was like, no, he's not Russian. He's German. And he's a sociologist. <laughs> he is not political. He literally just gave a class analysis. And so then, because I shut that down so quickly, this dude in the vet hat, Starts talking to me and my boss about, uh, oh, you know, you know that Stalin though, and I'm just like, you really wanted to get it in there, and so then you just brought it up without any segue at all, and so he was like, he just like let his own people starve in the winter, and I was, he was like, they kill their own people, and I'm like, yeah, doesn't every government? Sounds like he was <laughs> like, and so, but he, but he already started backing away. Like he was already backing away. And normally, I don't like these kinds of like, I don't like talking. That's why it took me so long to get on the podcast is because I just don't like having these conversations and then saying something really stupid and being like, I'm an idiot because I'll just call myself an idiot for the rest of the day or life uh and so but this just turned out that he was actually i'm finding that i'm actually starting to make people just uncomfortable 
people and he really didn't have anywhere to go with it at all i think i think overall it's ironic when you have anybody in the military um start complaining about communism well and at the same time last thing on this uh last week when it was snowing i saw a lady outside that i gave 15 dollars to that was that had wet socks and crocs on while it was fucking blizzarding outside so i'm so i'm just like sir you don't work at a liquor store or in a fucking chain mall area with a grocery store in it and you don't see all of these homeless people all fucking time so you can talk to me about communism all you want to but i see it every single day you know that's the real problem with being with a with i think with people i don't want to say americans in general but it is americans in general uh that they don't understand the difference between all of the uh, they they don't know anything about political philosophy at all for the most part so you say okay well you know what is communism what is socialism and they think those two things are the same thing they don't understand anything you know what the difference between all the different forms of, of of even communism is like you know it just doesn't doesn't even register to them so in having that conversation their eyes just glaze over and it's like if, if you don't understand it it's probably not something you just want to demonize right from the start right like how are you going to form an opinion about something that you are not fucking educated about <laughs> well I, I think the i think the bigger problem is uh you could sell communism like hotcakes here if you could uh, incorporate idol worship into it. <laughs> just, put, just, put a, just put a Karl Marx shirt on Amazon. Like, oh, yeah. Like, well, how many, how many uh, <laughs> capitalist friends do you know that have a Che Guevara shirt? So. Quite a few. <laughs> Shit. I have a great shirt that has, it says, Klee and then has Che Guevara's face on it. So it's cliche. That's yeah. why I can only buy the ones that are like that, like that and the classicist thing. Cause I'm like, all right, at least it's funny. I'm not sitting here trying to preach to you. It's like, it was only a shirt that I could wear to work because it, it, I knew that it technically was not political. And I knew that I knew more about it than the average person. So I was just like, all right, this is going to be fine. I wore my <laughs> class war veteran hat out to dinner uh, with my mom. And she said, take that off. You're going to get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> we talked several times about how we wanted to get the hammer and sickle tattoo, but then we won't do it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm never going to do it. Oh, Why not? It's so though? fucking cool if I did, but I'm not gonna do it. Oh, let's do it. I totally want to do like a Lovecraftian one, but I don't have a hammer and sickle. I get Trotsky tattooed on me. Well, that's this is profile. Nobody would. They'd be this like, is... "Who's that?" Well, yeah. here. Anyway, uh, you know. Is that Egon Spangler? Is that your dad? Is that Egon from Ghostbusters? <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. He got tattoos as a goof altogether. Uh, this was in high school, and um, I don't know what one of them got caught on, but uh, anyway, it ended up being cataloged as local gang because he saw the tattoo. 
Uh, it's it's hilarious. Um, well, I guess there, there were two. There was, I, I remember SPK, which was uh, Sucker Punch Kings. Uh, and these people, they, they are the people that uh, you might see them talking shit and they get laid out immediately. It, it would be one of those videos. Um, and then they had, they, they, they had KGB, uh, which was the come and go bandits. That was, uh, that was a thing. They, they would steal from the local come and go stores. Um, and so this is, this is high school shit, but, uh, it's funny that sure enough, you know, to those people, they had the same tattoos against catalog this game. <laughs> The KGB's fantastic. They, they wish they were that organized. Uh, but... Yeah. <laughs> Come and go, bandits. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> we're still holding you up, Rob. I'm sorry, man. Oh, he's okay. saying I'm just typing, I'm just typing <laughs> it out at this point. <laughs> All right. <laughs> like, we can keep the stream going if you guys want to. Um, but, yeah, Rob, you probably do need to go eat and the things yeah yeah well yeah you you can uh you can you have the music for the outro and you have the end stream button so yeah you're good i do just <laughs> get the power i do we share the power that's how this works we're trying to share it with chelsea too but we still got to sit down for a tutorial <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I, I you were like, we'll do it uh, after the book, like last night, and I, I was like, mm, I really think that you don't understand my capacity to fake it, like in front of people, <laughs> but like I absolutely will not remember that at all. <laughs> so right. would be better to do with a fresh mind. Yeah, no, I mean, fucking, to be honest, the, like the, on a the, Sunday the, when I wake up that, that and I'm bad. not smoking anything fair enough <laughs> uh listen uh i really appreciate you guys uh bringing me on um i really feel like whatever i was supposed to be a specialist of just went by the wayside i and tried I just, to bring it back there like a couple times and we can definitely have you on again and then um right so, I mean, it's probably, I mean, it's going to be a constant thing, it looks like. So, like, these used to be like, what's going on this week? And now it's just like, this is going to be a constant topic. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, not every stream is going to be, you know, three quarters Ukraine like today was, but it's the first full week of an invasion. There's going to be plenty to talk about. <laughs> yeah, especially right. if that, that nuclear plant ends up being a problem. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I don't know how much. And I know I just jumped in here last minute, um, but just kind of going through Twitter and watching some of the videos that have been submitted and, and what they blame. Um, I saw some pretty gnarly stuff earlier today. Uh, just um, <laughs> first-person perspective. Uh, th there were two videos. One of them it was. Uh, you just see, uh, it was, they were in Mercedes and they got hit with gunfire. And then they, um, two of the people were dead immediately. The other person got out. He was taking cover behind the vehicle. 
And then there was another video that followed up after somebody else that showed up. I think that person may have later been killed too. Not, not the person that was filming after, but the person that was actually recording the video. And I guess they posted where video they found online or posted where video they found on his phone. And then, um, they had uh, the person that was coming up on it, like the bodies had already moved to the ditch, but they were blaming the Russians for it. And you can't tell. I mean, it, <laughs> there was fog up ahead of them. I mean, it could have been mistaken. It could have been Russians. Uh, it could have been Ukrainians that mistaken the vehicle approaching. Um, you're going to see an endless amount of that kind of shit. You know, that's the real tragedy. You know, I had somebody say something to the effect of I posted something, uh, the Sunflowers for Putin post uh, on my Facebook page, to which I got response from, be better, dude, which is always, like, not a great conversation starter. Um, <laughs> engage a bit further than that. Um, so, you know, I said, um, I really, I hope we understand that when I post sunflowers for Putin, what I mean is uh, for Putin, not for the Russian people. And I had to clarify that for people, not just, not not speaking of you, Chelsea, but you know specifically to this other person who had jumped on to lambaste me about how I'm being so cavalier about the deaths of these soldiers who are just doing what they are paid do or what they've been told to do, et cetera, et cetera. I reject the whole concept of the good German defense anyway, but at the same time, the post initially was just to say, I don't have any love lost for Putin at all. Uh, and that's where my animosity is directed towards. And, um, you know, he, he, you see his suppression of free speech all over the place. And that's really where I think America um, uh, ha has won over on him. You know, we're not imprisoning Pussy Riot for, you know, for uh, making their political statements regardless. I, I would say the U.S. does it to different degrees, not, not as harsh or as crude as he does. But um, th there's, definitely, there's definitely the same aspect shared. In our reactions to it, um, to different degrees, um, and you're you're going to see the red scare all over again with this shit. Um, I also think that uh, we are much more subtle about our suppression of speech and um, conduct uh i mean it's kind of all swept under the rug or it can deal with your lack of an unemployment or lack of employment um it's the corporations that get to decide what we can and can't say if if we are relying on them uh generally speaking i've tried for the most part to be able to i mean obviously i say whatever i want to online and most of it's public so i do work for smaller um businesses and I don't post publicly where I work or anything like that. But at the same time, I mean, you see people losing their jobs all the time and yeah, that's not imprisonment, but I mean, it's just as effective in keeping people silenced just because right. we are allowed to say it here. It doesn't mean that it is necessarily free. Um, I don't, I catch your meaning. 
Um, but you I know, uh, you, I, sorry, sort go ahead. of, a, sort of, just an example. I was talking first. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to clarify. Um, but... I don't know. No, you know, like, listen. It... I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't normally say that either, but I just was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's a night for that. Now, now we're both guilty of it. <laughs> we are we are acting like someone that is not with us anymore. I'm upset. I'm sober. This is really frustrating. <laughs> um, but but no, you say you know, uh, John says your social pressure is heavily applied, and I uh, agree with that. And that can act in either direction. You know, we see that um, Joe Rogan, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle, um, you know, we see social pressure. I mean, we saw it with, um, what's that moron's name who um, died of lung cancer? Good Lord. Rush Limbaugh. Okay. I was like, I was getting a feeling. Oh, we'll find one. <laughs> Uh, no, I was just thinking of like, I can't, I can't remember what they all died of. And so that was what my issue was. But. I don't even know if it was lung cancer for Rush Limbaugh. I'm pretty sure it was, but, uh, but I know he, he died and I was, um, that was happy. Yeah, you, you're, you're sober? On, um. Isn't but, it a year now? But to go, to go with what you're saying, like, uh, even if you look at, at a more local level of kind of the same things, uh, mm -hmm. the best examples I have are city council meetings and PTA meetings. Um, sure. You will see the same kind of <sighs> Abilene effect would be a, a polite way of putting it, but it's just like pack mentality just people losing their shit and they'll, they'll freak out and escalate over things that really don't pertain to what they're attaching to it. I, you know, the, the, the real, I, I guess my argument against the whole social pressure thing would be that that's having uh, spent time in Russia, having family there and having seen and been to China and spent plenty of time there as well on understanding what freedom of the press means there as opposed to here. I think we we do have a, a sort of in a pampered existence and I you know because we don't really know what it means to I was told if I took a picture of one of the guards in Red Square that I was very likely not only to lose my camera but to be um, placed under arrest. Um, we don't, you I don't, wouldn't say that we are pampered. I would say that we're in denial. It's possible. I mean, listen, you know, it's, it's the, the, the luxuries we enjoy here are not, we don't understand them fully until you've, you've been to these countries and you've seen how it's not social pressure that keeps these people in line. It's the fear of losing their own lives. It's the fear of being taken away from their families in the middle of the night um, and never being seen again. <clears throat> and that's that's where Putin really bothers me. And that's where 
Saddam Hussein really bothered me, and that's um, that's. Why do they take? Why do they? Why do they take them in the middle of the night? I mean, what is that? I'm just wondering what the context of that is. Is there a reason, or is it just dissent? Huh? Uh, dissent. Any kind of uh, oh. of, of dissent uh, in the government. You know, you. It doesn't even matter how wealthy you are in Russia, if you end up fighting with the government, um, if you're there, you're going to disappear, or they're going to hit. They're going to hit you hard. Uh, and there was um, someone that was saying, as what you're saying, like what, like about China and stuff coming in the night, about like, yeah, you can call an asshole whatever to their face, they'll smile, walk away, they're coming back <laughs> in the night. Yeah. <laughs> That's, if you're gone tomorrow, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, that's a luxury we have here that we can, we can swear and, and, and tell but, but America does that too. I was just going to say, do you mean that they just do it much more quickly? I, I would say they do it under, uh, with, uh, you really have to, you really have to be on a, a much more pertinent, uh, that wasn't meant to be sarcastic. Uh, that was shitless than you would over there question do they, so I guess do, do they do it much more quickly is just the bar higher or something i, I the, yeah the bar is higher here right okay you you know we can we can have a conversation about um not liking our government and not liking the way that they act elsewhere and if we if we had a three thousand person viewership in Russia, I, I guarantee you, if we had a conversation about how much we didn't like the government there, that we would no longer be on online. Okay, that makes sense. I, I didn't mean it sarcastically. I just no, I understand. I, I understand. That, and that was the reason that I said that we are not really pampered. We're in denial, and that is because these things just happen much more quietly here, and it might take a lot more than. Obviously, it takes a lot more. Um, it's just that I wonder when that can flip and when that can stop being. I mean, there are Middle Eastern countries that were as socially free as we are now at one time, and then all of a sudden they're not. And that is directly because of us. But um, I just wonder how quickly that can change here. And, or or how much like they're only affording us these freedoms so that they can keep doing the other things that they're doing. I mean, I don't I, I know that the public mind is pampered, but really it's just that they're just not awake about it. Uh, so it seems to be still even more horrific because of that. So to, to kind of give a, um, I, I guess... um but I'm not trying to say that um, I'm not trying to talk over on on the fact that people are being taken over there. Um, so all not... suffering is is relative. So well, I'm just wondering though. I mean, John's it sounds point like here. between Ukraine and Russia that they're having very similar issues still. Much, right. To to speak to much John's point here, have... they're very similar though. It seems. It's, we have different uh, motives. We lose our livelihoods and we get harassed and alienated. And, and to the point, all suffering is relative and I won't diminish the suffering you've had to deal with because you've had, you 
felt like you needed to express. And I didn't mean your... I didn't mean it on I didn't mean for that to come out the if that is how it came across. It came out just fine. You're just high, so you think it came out wrong. I'm always this critical of myself. It has nothing to do with my state of mind. Probably the biggest difference is generally um, people who are seen as a threat are discredited instead of executed here, whereas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, every time somebody expresses an opinion that's that's not um to to the center essentially politically or to the right really here in the united states we we paint them with this brush that they're fringe or that they're um uh that they're they're not pragmatic um and i do think that the left has a huge problem with pragmatism but uh but i i wouldn't say it's it's the to the degree that they're painted you know that, i think uh, it's just uh, everyone else's inability to see the entire picture of things in most contexts not that you're always just all-knowing and can see every single side of everything but i mean more so than others it seems and so it's it's more like they're not fringe it's everyone else that's fringe because they're only looking at themselves um so I mean, like the, else the, the closest I think to... we got to, um, well, no fly list for one. Um, that's a general way of discrediting and limiting travel for people that we think are going to be an issue. The other is, um, so I, I guess I, I can just do more by example, um, it, which is like uh, with uh, Saddam in the early 90s. There was the scientists in Canada that was helping build this massive cannon. Um, and Mossad uh, posed as FedEx and uh, double tapped him twice in the head, you know, at his front door. Um, I'm sure, you know, it's like, you know, the, the US can pretend to be ignorant of that, but uh, obviously it was in both, well, both Israel's interest and our interest to do so. Uh, the royal we, I use the royal we way too much, but, um, you know, there's been journalists, there was one that was um, from the wreckage, they thought it, there's conspiracy theories as to whether it was a drone strike or not uh, that blew his vehicle apart outside of Vegas. And then you have, uh, God, I can't remember his name, but, you know, there's been documentaries about stuff. Uh, the guy that was reporting on the Contras that, you know, committed suicide by shooting himself twice in the back of the head. Yeah, uh, that's that's easy. Yeah. skills there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know how they ever thought anybody would believe that line of bullshit. It's just beyond me. Just While beyond. he was moving to his new apartment. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, there are... I think the United States, you have to have um, a direct threat, direct or immediate threat, to some some uh, to something that's some operation in the in the government, in order for them to act in that way. That is not true elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's kind of what I'm what I'm pointing out. It's like yeah, 
we, we do it too, but in a more, ex- like there has to be a more extreme situation. Uh, and that, that's where it kind of brought about um, discrediting is the easiest blanket way of going about it. And society kind of takes care of a lot of that on its own, just sure. through how you want to, whether, you know, it's indoctrination or whatever. Um, <clears throat> Kind of part of the whole thing we were talking about earlier, as far as the separation between <laughs> socialism and communism, people don't know the difference between the two of them, so they just just write them all off at the same thing. So anytime somebody says I'm a socialist, you're like, oh well, that just means you're a communist. Like it's just so stupid. And that in cult in the society has done exactly what you just said, which is to write everybody off. Well, and they think that Russia is communist, right? And it's capitalist as fuck. I mean, I've had attacks from all sides. So, like, even sometimes when I get testy and I talk a little bit too generally, like, it's partly because you're just, like, freaking out the whole fucking time. Because everybody is just so one-sided about it that you're just like, oh, no, here we go again. Because I've had people, I had somebody, like, discount what I was saying and just simply said, oh, well, you're a full-blown communist simply because they looked at me. Thought that um, because I had that wall thing of all of the communists with Stalin on it, um, that I was like a cafe communist, whatever. And well, you've got two strikes against you. Y- yeah, so you're, well, you're a communist and you're a woman. That, that bar is in Oklahoma City. It is called Every the Bunker Club. Right. It says join the party underneath it. And the person that is inserted into that whole string of photos is Woody Guthrie because it's fucking Oklahoma. So I'm just like, dude, this is like, this is local shit. Like, what is wrong with you? I thought that was Tom Morello You just look at somebody's profile. <laughs> like, yeah, I know I have communist shit on there, but like, you don't know what you're talking about. So these people that just look at this, I've had them completely discount my opinion on everything simply because I'm a communist. And this was when a week ago, they were sharing pro-communist things, shitting all over our capitalist government. And yeah. now everybody stopped doing that. Yeah. yeah listen, well, but, the, you know, here's the thing is that, um, first of all, everything you say uh, is almost immediately dismissed because you're talking politics and you're a woman. And I'm not saying that because I believe that. I'm saying that because that's how society acts right now. It's just simply, oh, you're a woman and you're saying things about politics. Oh, honey, you know, take a seat. You know, like that's that's a man's business. When it, the can irony you go is, give me a beer? sorry, can I get you a what? <laughs> I can't get you a beer. We're the only ones. Not you, Chelsea. <laughs> oh God, I I tried. I missed. Um, but yeah, that's that's the attitude of like what are you doing trying to have this conversation? Shouldn't you be in the kitchen making a sandwich and grabbing a beer? Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2022 and we still have numbskulls like that who say... We had a really gnarly one last week on our first book club uh-huh. show. <laughs> we started doing yeah. Bell Hooks, uh Killing Rage, Ending Racism. And right off the bat, there's this guy like spewing manifest destiny. Um, Why aren't you you making white babies? babies. And it was 
was it got really gnarly. He started like throwing up the Israeli flag, and he started. Uh, oh, that would make sense. He started so saying how day. much he liked Malcolm X. Right. He was uh, for separatism, which, if you read all of Malcolm X's bio- autobiography, uh, he did not end up like that at the end of his life. Like that's not what he believed anymore. No, he, he did he preach that for a time, and honestly, those speeches when he was preaching that were still fucking insightful and amazing as hell. Um, oh so, Absolutely. but you're, you're, if you think that he's a separatist, like, but this guy was taking it in the, in a racist manner. And I was just like, this is not. So we get some trolls on here sometimes and it gets you, really You just bad. see Malcolm X just like rolling over in his grave. You know, nothing of my work. <laughs> you know, honestly, Malcolm was so fucking on point and angry in his life. I don't even think he gives a fuck anymore because he's not here. Yeah, well, you should hope, right? I, I think <laughs> I think he's off in a separate, wonderful universe. He has to be. Yeah. Yeah, we should we should all pray that that's the case, <clears throat> or that he's in, in at peace in some way. Um, no, but I, my point to the fact that was like that, you know, that, that you've got two things working against you is the fact that, number one, you're a woman and obviously people just immediately are going to, even women, other women are going to dismiss it as, okay, well, this is just things she's regurgitating from yet another woman. I mean, sorry, an, an, a man, right? Or it's, um, you know, it can't possibly be her own original thought. And then uh, second is, okay, well, she's communist, so she's part of a cult of some kind. You know, Which is very much not true if you're actually over on the left. You're just like, no, we fight all the fucking time. Jesus. I think They're, I might right, have more communist right. Leftist fighting is harsher than even <laughs> with the fucking conservatives anymore. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, that, that's absolutely true. My God, you know, I, 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 I tell people if there's anything that's going to kill the left, it's, it's the, uh, it's fratricide. <laughs> Well, and not only that, but usually the things that make me not uh, associate with certain people anymore is, um, I don't know, it's just some of this online interaction is just so petty and it's just a gimmick kind of thing. And I've, I've, John C. Lyons started out. What? John C. Lyons. Um, but I started out doing this whole left book thing with a kind of just for show popularity communist meme group. I'm not going to name it. Don't need to, but like, it was just such a, it was more like, oh, we need numbers and we need to tell people we need to. And it's just always this like back and forth. And so it just see, and then you'll get to a really hard issue and they'll handle all of it completely wrong. And so you'll just be like, how did you even find communism or leftism in any capacity when you still can't even learn what the basics are and how to treat people like specifically women and trans people and issues of sexuality, like pretty much anything Um, or people like John Soup, who I'll say since we've had shows done on his problems, um, some people take that completely wrong. They don't think it's that big of a deal. And so you have to like, it's really stressful to be like on this side of things because it's, 
it's like there's predators even inside of this and it's weird right yeah well of course of course i mean you're going to find the predators regardless what it's I, just weird to me because it seems to be the complete understanding of things to just consider all of existence around yourself as well as yourself um and so it's just weird to me that you can get to that point and you can still just take it on a superficial level well i think some of these people are very much um i don't want to i don't want to uh, speak at a turn here say this in the wrong way um I feel like some of these people are identifying as leftists purely in order to engage people they feel are gullible, I, I guess. Um, I, and I, I don't want that to, to sound offensive because I am, in fact, a leftist. No, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that but not how my name is spelled. Wow. Wow. It's even on the screen, buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just snarky. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Poor John. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's worse. It's like I, I'm sorry, John. You're too smart to feel bad for. So I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give you any of that. <laughs> I'm still. I still haven't even read it. I, I'm gone. <laughs> you're still stuck on your name. Can't get past it. Who's Chelsea? Chelsea. Yeah. Honestly, 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 I wish that was how my name was spelled. That's that's when multiple Chelsea like are in like, one room. It would be like the Barbie version. Multiple multiple yeah. Chelseas are called a Chelsea. Yes, is, uh, I'm a Barbie you, girl. This is my Barbie girl Chelsea spelling. Um, yeah, his point stands: uh, communism builds power from the bottom up and reframes from exactly. inverted hegemony, where power comes from the top, where the money goes when the money should flow. Um, you know, like it it is literally taking the current system and flipping it on its flat, which is why they see real leftist thought anything that's left of hunting the homeless for sport is a fucking threat to this system yeah the animal farm uh analogy is perfect it's absolutely perfect well it's, no and it uh, makes sense uh, to flip it on its head because then you just call it the same thing and everybody thinks that everybody can't decipher which one is which nobody can tell which one is actually communism or what i mean what we're looking at now is completely capitalistic yeah there was something else i was going to say because then i had another nightmare at work about communism but i can't remember why it was relevant <laughs> I, i'm sure it'll come to you i can't even believe you fucking social issues have come up at my fucking liquor store job it just doesn't make any sense to me. I'm like, why are you talking? What are you to me talking about? That's the perfect place for all the social ills. Uh, it's so awkward. Well, because I'm working with people that I only work with three people. This guy named Jason. He's like 37, so he's like six years old, six years older than me. And then the guy that owns it is 65, 
he bitches about his wife all the fucking time. He fucking hates his wife, dude. He hates her. Dude, he was I like, like you know what? Barley is Barley is right, but it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I like that you only work with three people and it still took you a minute to run through them all, you know? So then there's Peggy, <laughs> like, three? Who's like 59. Yes, three. Yeah, Peggy, there's the third. 59. So they all start talking to me about this ex-co-worker that is a trans person and they start misgendering the trans person and calling them by the wrong name. And I don't know this person. Um, and so I, I, like, being a sociology major, taking human sexuality courses, I'm just like, yeah, everything that you're saying is wrong. Every single thing, all of it. It's really gross. And I have to like sit there and talk to like three people where it's not like a serving situation. It's not, I'm more familiar with like service industry, bartending, like you're interacting with a whole lot of people at one time instead of getting trapped in these really awkward conversations about things that you're just like, I don't agree with you and I don't know how to be nice to you. When you're uh, saying yeah. like this, usually you like really psychiatrist. <laughs> no, I mean they were like they were shitting they on communists yesterday. This my boss said that he used to have the communist manifesto and Mao on his toilet because it's shit reading, and I'm still just like, you know what? That's actually kind of effective because uh, I mean maybe you're just helping people. Like it, it really didn't come across as well as he wanted it to he let well uh it was just like oh this is reading when you're taking a shit like insulting it but at the same time you're just like okay but you're still exposing people to it yeah i actually i have my degree hanging up in my bathroom uh you know it's all framed it's very nice it says break glass in case of emergency so is that what he was suggesting? Was that you know you're using it for no? But he said they were paper? both. He said that they were both fucking shit and stupid. The day after I told them that Marx was a sociologist, and then he he was like, "Yeah, I read Mein Kampf too," and I'm just like, "Those Nobody's are ever, not no. the same things." No. No, and that and is again the thing that came up in one of the videos that she was sharing. I don't know if you were here before or after that. But they can, they're like, uh, no, he said, I don't uh, consort with uh, racism or racist groups and I don't consort with communists and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, those are not the same things. <laughs> Marx was a journalist. Uh, I don't yeah. take anyone. <laughs> I don't take anyone seriously when they say that if they dismiss, um, you know, Karl Marx is, is an idiot or they dismiss the Communist Manifesto or something stupid, automatically their opinion doesn't mean anything because any even if you don't Do we have another accept one? The, even if you don't accept the philosophy or you don't accept the ideas in there or you, uh, you can still appreciate the concepts and the theories and the philosophy without having to, uh, to dismiss it as stupid apparently marx did a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> sounds like he was a very we've got a live one i'm I mean, sorry Scott. yeah <laughs> dude i, okay, I can tell doing? i i can tell from our trolls bad attempt at a critique bro you haven't read the book <laughs> you you haven't you clearly have not read 
Karl Marx, if you think that he justified state terror and dictatorship because he called those things out. I don't know. They're telling their kids to look it up. <laughs> the book? Which one? Right. <laughs> the book, yeah. Uh, literally any of them. But I mean, you could start with Capital. No, he actually wrote, I assume he... you know, all kinds of publications. He, you know. <laughs> well, well, no, no. Back in Karl Marx's day, no, he just, he, you know, he just, uh, he, he just made social media posts on, across iPads. That's, uh, right. that's what he wrote on. <laughs> this guy is like really grasping. <laughs> right. Like literally if, if you read any of Karl Marx's critiques of society, you know, you can find parts where he is critiquing those things specifically. Oh, oh. Well, listen, there's, are, are there's not, I, uh, <laughs> that's not to say that there weren't uh, Marxists or, He's or got a communists spot sitting right next to him. I know who didn't, uh, who, who weren't in favor of terrorism as a way to bring down the state. But Marx wasn't that guy. Uh, he, he did really have a faith that there was a transition period between. Uh, yeah. I, well, and, and then like, you know, people like this, it's just like, um, we're not anarchists. Look up Vladio while you're at it. <laughs> well, I don't know that anarchists created terrorism, but. Well, that too, but also whatever. Well, hold on, hold on. Let's let's. Get he said he, I can find he's, the he's quote. Gotta, he's got to find it. <laughs> I thought for sure it was Abrahamic <laughs> religions that created I terrorism. I thought he was ready. I thought he was. I thought he was already ready. Right. He you came know, in right. here ready, and then all of a sudden. Well, <laughs> let me know if that person needs me to Google it for them. Is he going to find it on right. Fox News? Probably. Did he read it under the tanky headline at Fox News? Oh, this guy, <laughs> or, well, I assume guy, the way they're talking, but uh, I assume this person's a, a tanky. Anarchists are the first people to practice terrorism on a wider scale as a formal tactic. No, the no, they weren't. You heard it first. Terrorism didn't start till the 1800s. Right. I, I'm pretty sure the Crusades qualified as fucking terrorism. That happened long before that guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have to go use the restroom. See, that's how I say it. I'm disqualified. I mean, it, you're on, you're coming on my show. You don't get to say stay quiet to anybody. If anything, I'm the one with the power to silence you, and I'm still letting you run your cocksucker on the fucking comments. So I can just click a button and shut you the fuck up. So, okay, there we go. Jesus, We're going to do that because you're a fucking piece of shit. And you can go sit on a razor blade. Bye. Bye, bitch. Yeah, no. We're not having that. We're not having that. Nope. See, that's fuck? how that's how trolls hang themselves here. You know, I mean, it, it's too bad because I think we could have had a, a good decent conversation about those topics and, and addressed them. Um, unfortunately, that's just, there's just 
it devolved. Like there's no reason for this. You know, right. we, we can have a good intellectual discussion without it being reduced to just ad hominem stupidity. attack. Yes. Yes. No, yes. You know. He's clearly not here to have an intelligent conversation. He just wants to try to make fat jokes. And it's like, okay, you just lost the argument right off the bat because the moment that you start throwing out logical fallacies like ad hominem attacks, you've shown that you don't have a fucking argument to make. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, to, to dismiss all, I mean, to, to suggest that um, we, uh, we, terrorism only started in the 1800s is just, a, just an absurd. Uh, oh, yeah, that's such a good year. That's back when terrorism started. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, you remember? Remember 1799? You remember 1799? It was a good year. That was the year right before <laughs> terrorism started. That's what we had. 1799. You could walk around the streets without fear of terrorists. Did you block this person? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I went to the bathroom. I don't know. Uh, that, <laughs> no, I'm now, uh, wow. Yeah, I told yeah, you to go sit yeah. on a razor blade. And they, uh, they are kind of... Holy shit. Yeah. Just defaulted yeah. to them, just like, just <laughs> screaming into their keyboard. Right. Shut up, I'm surprised Patricia. you didn't on me. <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you the fastest way to shut me up is to make a good argument. Right. You don't need to. And he couldn't do that. Couldn't couldn't make it happen. Still waiting no. on that quote, though. I wish you'd left him on so that we could just let you have him uh, send us that that fabulous. I would have loved to see my seen. my insults, but I had my bladder didn't allow me to be insulted. Damn it, Chelsea. <laughs> I love getting assaulted. I've got a sock next to me, too. Are you leaving a cum sock on the floor there until it becomes sentient and grows up to be a man? I don't remember what we were talking about before, but I did have questions about the issues with homophobia and Putin, and then also you said something about um, not letting you forget about the economy, and I don't remember it. Yeah, post perestroika. Uh, you want to you want to talk about the homophobia in Russia, or you want to talk about whichever? I mean, I figured the homophobia part would be much shorter than maybe the economy part. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say. I mean, it's it's uh, there, there is a if toxic masculinity uh, had a country, it would be Russia. You know, I mean, that's that is the the ground zero for toxic masculinity is Russia. And it's, it's to a bad, uh, extent really is. Um, and, uh, where they're afraid of anything that might make them look effeminate. Um, it's just everything they want a strong masculine leader who can, you know, ride around on his horse shirtless and look like an advertisement for, you know, uh, homoerotica, but they, but that's like their fantasy. They want this tough guy uh, to be in charge of their country. Eaton works to oblige them on that because oh. 
some of the stuff I've read on his background, he, it, I think he's changed himself a lot just for his pure perception to stay in power. Uh, and I, I mean, like, I don't, I don't think it's anything like um, just day and night. I think it's a, it's a gradual progression. He was, <laughs> he was learning as he went. There was a, uh, a great episode of um, the West Wing, which uh, the story in it is based on a real interaction that um, the the um, uh, diplomatic corps was had. Uh, with the Russian government. And it was essentially about whether the uh, Russian president was going to wear a coat when they met outside. Because if the Russian president in the scenario was to wear a coat, he would look weak. You know, and so yeah, it was just, it's just stupidity. It's that that kind of minutiae that those small details of making them look just that more masculine and strong like cold doesn't bother me i'm impervious to cold you know it's just stupid just stupid um but it's all the way down to that all the way down to that they can't be showing any signs of weakness whatsoever and any kind of uh, femininity sexuality you know? Is it different towards women as well? Oh, you know, get her all the furs. <laughs> She's delicate. Women are. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you laughing about? <laughs> like it would be okay for the women to wear a coat because women are just delicate and feminine. Well, and oh women. yeah. So I'm not not unfamiliar with the general guidelines of what masculinity and femininity are. What about like uh, women that are women that are lesbian, women that are less feminine, women that are oh there, well, there an issue no, there no, no, no. There's none of that. Women are property. There's, 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 you don't you didn't get to say to in what you are your your property. You know, uh, and it, it's funny. Um, it's not funny. I don't want to. That's the wrong so word. It's only through the lower class. I only mean that because um, I know that he is divorced, uh, and that they are both remarried. Um, is there a difference in class with that, or is there like? In a, in the general cultural sense, no. It's it's very similar in 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 all. Um, echelons of society. I mean, I, you know, um, my family is not as, um, we're well off. Um, so it's not, um, it, 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 we certainly felt it there. And the family that married into ours comes from a much lower um, economic class. And they certainly had the same regard for how women should be treated. Um, and in fact, going there, Russian women wanted to be with American men because they felt like they were treated better by American men. And uh, culturally, we didn't act like they were property, which was uh, only slightly ironic 
with the fact that they are known for mail order brides, but I digress. Well, yeah, and that's really the only reason that I was wondering. Um, because, like, I mean, it's all interconnected. It just, everything looks kind of different depending on where you are. But uh, I grew up in a very Christian white supremacist, Christian white supremacist environment. And um, so wow. it's hard for me to not think that that is still how women are seen, even though there's a little bit more of an illusion to freedom to that. But uh, so that was why I was asking on that. And um, because there's a lot of things that I see that I don't think that a lot of people do just in general. Um, specifically, I was made to go to Massachusetts uh, to graduate from my high school because that is the landing place where God brought the gospel west. <laughs> you gotta start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, might, so uh, might as well be in the state that burns witches. This is why. Yeah. So this is why I. Um, it might sound like I'm trying to trivialize or like look at the levels of offense or whatever, or say that there are like we have it better, but we don't really have that much better. That's the only reason that I'm saying that is because it it all is concentrated in different ways in different places and so i'm not always trying to just undermine um, it being more severe somewhere else um i i did want to say that kind of disagree that just gender roles are trash i think forced gender roles are trash um i i think that's kind of the the biggest difference in this i i think there are a lot of people that want like depending on the relationship stuff like uh those aren't things to be necessarily frowned upon, but they should never be enforced. And we do that as a society nonstop. I think that ignores a lot of the mental manipulation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. With, I, I don't want to say that, that comes with certain cultures. Well, so that, I, that's, it's I easy, easy to, for me to describe, I guess, but <laughs> I want to hit the sidebar chat real quick for a second. Uh, fun fact. We only care about witch burnings because the people being burned were women most people who were burned were men. That's that was not bad. most people. That's not, that's not true. That's not right. accurate. But um, and I, I mean, live, I'm, not, I'm not saying that the men weren't important. But I li listen. I is. live in the great state of Massachusetts. I live. I you not I, fifty I miles from Salem. I am very familiar with with what happened. I um, I went I went to Salem. I have a friend that lives in Salem. Who, who's going to lift the heavy uh, And I went to women. Salem last Not night. Women. And so be I've <laughs> been to, I've been to Salem twice. Uh, I've been to Massachusetts twice. Um, so, and I mean, you live there, so you would know. But I, but you know, to, to this point. Um, Not in I Salem. Think but if <laughs> you haven't read uh, the book, Caliban and the Witch, it's phenomenal. Um in um it speaks to specifically what's that nothing sorry don't block this person let them dig the hole no, I'm, I'm i'm playing with them <laughs> keep going you're fine i'll get to it whenever you're done let me know whenever you're done let me know i'm a very learned anti-feminist if you if, if you uh go ahead and read uh, Sylvia Frederici's book, Caliban and the Witch, 
it it specifically talks about um, the reasons for the, the the witch trials and and um, how women are controlled throughout history, and they're treated more as a um, commodity. So it's a terrific read if you ever get a chance. It's life changing, great book. Uh, Sylvia Federici's Caliban and the Witch, great great read, uh, and it's worth uh, anybody picking it up. If you want to send that in here, or also I don't know if y'all want um, to add him just for next time to the other chat or whatever. Um, yeah, Robin actually. But I would be interested. Yeah. Yeah, if oh, you want to join our group chat, um, you're more than welcome yeah. to, Scott. Thank you. I pre I would love to. I'm, um, I'm not reading it on purpose because I can't address it yet, and I am actually making myself not look. All right, I'll put these. I'm making myself not look movie. until I can talk about it. Is at its core a deeply sexist movement, which only exists when a man faces I, injustice, oh nobody cares. Wait, let's let's Reverse go down. true. We care let's deeply. Go down here. I don't think that's true. Um, One aspect. Wait, hang on. Let me read all these first. Okay. One aspect of female privilege. I used to be an anti-feminist. I used. I actually, when I was twenty-one years old, I had. This is is ridiculous. I had three thousand followers on Tumblr because I ran a blog called Feminist or Sexist, and I was an ANCAP. <laughs> and so I'm very familiar with these stupid fuckers. Wow. Um, but I need to read it first because so one aspect of female privilege is that we, uh, this is a girl, is that we care more if a woman, or maybe it's not, if if a woman is hurt it's than a man is hurt. No, we don't. Um, I do. I do. I, I don't know why that is. And that's no, a cultural no. thing to me. I don't know. Well, I'm also not thinking in terms of hurting in like violence. I'm also thinking in terms of I'm constantly having to look at pro-life fucking bullshit because nobody understands what women's health care is and that we are not machines just to push things out of our body. So nobody really cares about women's pain. And people act like when women go to the doctor and that they are um in pain that they are overreacting but, when but, honestly but women can deal with a lot balls. more pain than men can deal with so yeah i do care more if a woman's hurt because she probably has shut the fuck up about it for so long until she couldn't fucking bear it anymore but now and he touches upon it captain 42 here uh touches upon a, a good point this is both men and women are held to different standards both positively you're too weak to do x and negatively why are you crying about x it's not a big deal now as far as that's concerned we addressed that earlier as far as toxic masculinity toxic toxic masculinity is toxic it's bad for men okay it's also bad yeah. for women toxic masculinity is inherently right. bad for this is, everyone this person is not taking right. into account who has the power I mean, sure. feminists talk about, I'm anti-circumcision. I am completely anti-circumcision. Um, and feminists talk about being anti-war all of the time. You might get a shitty brand of feminism because their politics are wrong, because they're fucking confused about some things, but I'm anti-circumcision. I am anti-war. I do not think that anybody should be drafted. So I don't know why they think that Feminism in itself is sexist because the people that run the world are the vast majority, not women. 
Uh, and the people that have money on the vast majority are not women. They get, they get money from the men that they're with, or they don't have any. I'd also like to point out that, that, that comment that you had just read of his, like that right there is actually part of the evidence of why I said that those gender roles are trash and you're not getting it. It just went right over your head, Captain 42. That yeah, you don't even get that your own argument there is valid in pointing out that gender roles are shitty. Yeah, I remember also when uh, I had never read a feminist book ever and I still somehow had opinions on being anti-feminist. I This person has not read a single goddamn thing that is feminist. They just like to harass people online because they think that their ideas exist inside of a vacuum. As women, your only job, your only job is to have sex. Yeah, we don't have... It. Jobs with paychecks. Shit. No, I mean, I'll have all the sex and all no, the servicing men. Get the fuck Nothing out of new. here. You're a fucking imbecile, guy. This is great. You won't, you're you women incel. only live to serve. If you want you're to discuss what we're just talking about the fact that it's normalized for men to divorce women. Women to divorce men. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I don't know that it's normalized for women to divorce. Female privilege doesn't Man. exist. Female you have to understand. does not exist. You don't have to corner me on female fucking privilege. It doesn't. Exist. My mother couldn't have a bank account. My mother in my in her in my mother's lifetime. My mother couldn't have a bank account unless her husband went with her to get one for her. She couldn't have a credit card. Repeating it doesn't make it true, but if it's true, repeating it just makes it better. Uh, so <laughs> wasn't that wasn't that uh, change? Like, I, I mean, it was fairly recent. It was in the, it was in nineteen seventy or later. Discuss. No that, one wants to just. No, no. As to what you're saying about um, having to have a man to open a bank account, it, it was something like in the seventies. Yeah, like you yep. had that. Oh. Tell this That's... person's a pervert. They want to throttle both me and Kyle. Oh, that's hot. I don't think we're ready for that. <laughs> Sex and job. Are you? Hey, going uh, you know what? Well, we'll both call the police on you, and we'll both file reports. Listen, if that's the way this is gonna, if this this channel's gonna go. Hey, hey, man, I, you know, who this girl is. I, I mean, gotta, whether I you want to hit me or sexually assault me and my boyfriend, you can do, you can do both of them and then we'll see where it goes. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I, I got a car heart for you to wear and I got a brake job for you to do. Come on over. <laughs> if you want to prove there's no female privilege. Uh, well, uh, Trisha has seen me fight, so they can go uh, and do whatever they want to. Right. I wouldn't yeah. recommend trying to throttle Chelsea because you might find yourself in a fucking headlock that you can't get out of while she's still punching whoever is with you. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. I was working. I was working. Let's yeah. see how society is. <laughs> <all laughs> to clarify, I was at work. Was uh, so. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. Was beautiful. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. I like to take shortcuts. 
<laughs> I guess this person thinks that if they do a goddamn thing to me that I'm going to sit there and cry about it. I don't think that they know that I'm going to do right. something that they probably won't come out of. I'm a cheap shot. What was the... What was was Gabby something? Was it Gabby? Petito yeah. or something like that? That ended up... She... Uh, she went to uh she went uh, she got into some kind of physical confrontation with her boyfriend and they took this his side i lost 40 pounds too is this my mom i am <laughs> 100 pound woman sorry scott you were saying <laughs> so i'm gonna I don't know that I'm keeping the train on the tracks at all here, but I'm working on it. It's not happening. Uh, but you know, there was the the recent instance with that uh, social media influencer who was traveling around the country with her boyfriend or something. Yeah, yeah. And they got into some sort of an oh, altercation. Yes, that was her name. Yes. And they took the boyfriend's side, and he ended up fucking killing her. Right. So uh, if you go ahead and tell me that society always takes the woman's side. I'm going to point to that as, a, as a, what is it, an anomaly? I don't think so. The fact that most police officers or 40% of police officers beat their significant others and never serve prison time, that's a pretty significant yeah. number. I mean, that's, I don't know, sounds like the guy gets uh, gets away with a lot here. Or when people like that little blonde fuckhead fucking Blake get caught in the act of raping a woman and go to court for it. And the judge himself is like, I can't fathom ruining this poor fucking swimmer's swimming career and maybe negatively impacting his future. So I'm sorry, we just we can't fucking put him in jail for being literally caught in the act in the process of raping a woman behind a dumpster. Um, yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here with that shit of, you know, society always sides with the women. No, it doesn't. That was the case. We wouldn't have countless fucking rape kits still sitting in fucking police storage units, well, not even tested, let alone prosecuted. Raping people and tossing them to the side because this they knew person they were going to be able to does not fucking read anything there, there seems no. to be this, no i mean so, of... no i i'm not intimidated by anything especially not over a fucking computer screen right and also i don't know why this person <laughs> keeps saying that people that feminists admit that female privilege exists that is not they don't read anything i invented the question i'm not right. upset i <laughs> <laughs> I I just talk. That's just me talking. It's, it's, this is the right. <laughs> this is whenever you're talking forcefully and over people. That's when you're just like, oh my god, she's unhinged. She's so mad. Right, and it's like if, if anything, you're so emotional. This trauma here actually thinks that he's being intimidating by typing words over the internet, you're not intimidating anybody either. We really don't give a shit if you find Chelsea intimidating I believe in Oklahoma, they incarcerate women at a higher rate than any in the world. 
So you're I saying Tulsa, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oh, hang on, so hang on, hang on. It is a nightmare in general. Just feminists admit that female everything. privilege exists because they admit men are treated negatively due to their gender in ways women are not treated. So feminists are the ones that are admitting to this. This is interesting. That if if feminists are the using words, if, if feminists are the ones admitting to that. Doesn't Maybe that speak to the fact that they're not that they're not trying to doesn't that speak to the fact that they're not trying to turn the paradigm the hierarchy upside down uh, but instead are trying to fight for equality if they're the right. ones openly admitting to that uh, and and it's only one side that is rejecting the entire premise that that they're rejecting that women uh, uh, or, or that, that men have any kind of privilege, right? And women are saying, no, 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 uh, 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 women have privilege. We just think it should be even, right? I have seen the inside of white Christian nationalism. Oh, Jesus, great. And I know exactly how they think and I know exactly how they talk and this is white Christian nationalism. This is... Yeah them trying to flip the narrative so that they can continue to do what they're doing and pretend that we do the same thing, regardless of the amount of power that we have or don't have. And, and that's the thing. For the, really for the majority of the world, obviously, it is run by men. We, our world is resting on three fucking men right now that just want to all fuck each other. So Chelsea, I think you got a fan. I do have a fan. Right. It's because the sexism and the racism all end up going hand in hand. And if you're not white, then that just means that your mind is fucking colonized by white train of thought that, you know, has conditioned you with all of this misogynistic trash. I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't go care if you're white or I'm not. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Captain 42 also doesn't believe in white privilege. I'm going to, I'm going to throw that out there and I could be wrong. I don't Captain care if they're white or not. I didn't say, call, I didn't call Captain them anything. 42, Captain 42 could come back and say, no, absolutely, I don't believe in, uh, or I absolutely <clears throat> believe white privilege exists. And I if he comes called, back with that, I'll eat my fucking hat. I have called Captain two different things. I've called Captain a person, and I have called Captain a motherfucker. I did not say what race they were. I did not say what gender they were. I just said that they were a motherfucker. That's all. That I, I think it's very Jesus Christ. All right. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. All right. Oh, goodness. Jesus Christ. See, it, in order to really understand privilege, you have to understand that on the societal level, a privilege class means that that society's framework was built to benefit members of that group and women are not that no yeah, not, let this person the let, let them talk to themselves the let them yeah. talk to themselves trisha because this is not there's well i mean honestly no... i don't care if they talk to themselves or not i mean it's it's fine to a certain extent. I mean, I'm really not intimidated by it. I, the, the thing is, is that they'll try to sound reasonable and then they'll go back to like insulting or assuming something, but they really don't know what they're. Jo John, my friend, we, John, my friend, we, we found our sea lion. Right. Um, welcome. Sterling. Good evening. Just time for a troll. 
a man in I, a suit. Are we going to have a five-hour tour? Jesus. It's looking like that. we're at 423, and that means we are three minutes late. And we uh -huh. just got this. Exactly. exactly. We just got the, the second troll. This is beautiful. Oh, maybe there's, I don't know who Dolores is. Did we get into the economy, Scott? Dolores, <laughs> can we talk about this world? The post-Paris Troika economy. Because as soon as I we started talking about believe. women, everything went to shit. I can't believe you, you really <laughs> have managed to come back to that is remarkable. So I swear, I is this captain person the troll? Back yes. under multiple yes. names, like week after yeah, week. He's, he's just all a sound big Robin Williams They, I'm not calling them anything. They are a they are a Russian bot. They're a troglodyte. They live under the rock. <laughs> they, yeah. Oh, dear God. I'm a racist. Yeah. Um, what? wait, five white guys. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> no, no, so, yeah. Scott, man. You're a racist, too. Yeah. We're all racist tonight. What's next on the agenda? Where the hell's Rob? Did he leave the he class left. and you guys just went wild? Is that what He happened? had to eat. And then he had a laundry list of other things. Well, and that's not the first time. He wasn't like just leaving because he, he did that last time too. Uh, I think that he is not realizing that these are going to get longer. <laughs> yeah. Which honestly, four hours, three hours, that's a long time. But yeah, I, I, I guess I, I skipped all the important stuff. You like came in for the, like, the fun part. <laughs> well, I came. I'm right still down. bouncing back between work and here so i have to yeah disappear for a little bit sorry well thoughts and prayers man i'm kidding <laughs> but but genuine genuine he said, guess what you're white again and genuine so i am like a 13th of a 13th cherokee dude you watch i'm very white i'm sorry <laughs> Sorry. Oh man. Man, I, hey, hey, I, I bought some. I, bought some I came in here to shit on women, and so then I just said, "Hey, you know what? You guys are all white." I'm the whitest <laughs> guy on the planet, and I am still more Cherokee. I would never have guessed than Elizabeth that. Warren. <laughs> how how dare you call me? I wonder how humiliating it is to type these things and then to just like watch our reactions to them, and we're just like, we don't even care. Unless he's toying with us. I mean, Rosie O'Donnell is definitely racist. She can go fuck herself. Marion well, that's about the only person who's going to. <laughs> I don't want to know. Carry on. About that. Uh, where are we going with this? Oh, the, the there okay. You, go. you don't have the effort to bring Rosie O'Donnell here. It's, you know, it's, it's a lot of effort. I have given the response, the robot thought that I would give. The uh, so the conversation that I wanted to, we, I'm totally we're not. This is, yes, please redirect. Please try to take us away from this guy. Right. Uh, so the conversation about post Perestroika Russia, post Glasnost Russia, um, that I, I you know that I was trying to that I wanted to get to earlier was in regards to how that economy 
changed um, and what, you know, what ended up happening with them when they converted over to capitalism. Everything kind of went topsy-turvy, which is a very technical economic term. Um, right. And uh, what happened was you had people who were doctors and nurses and were making no money. We're making zero money, which really made it so that there was a, uh, you know, engineers. It made it so that this, this, um, what we have in the United States of this hierarchy of wages, you know, where everybody, the, the top tier wage earners weren't making what they should have been making in order to keep the, the economy going. So that's why they had such a hard time. You had people who were selling things on the side of the street that were making more than a doctor in a hospital. So it ends up being a real tough change for the economy to go from what what they were, which was not communist. Can I um, can I pause you, you here for a second? Sure. Um, I think that we should go ahead and block this person now because uh, the last troll has commented on your weight and this one has also commented on mine. And now that they think that they can give opinions, I just think that that's fucking ridiculous. And I think that now we can totally block them because I don't care what they have to say. Well, they weren't communists because they weren't I know, communists. I know, nope. They didn't even claim to be. block this person and then you yeah. can address what they said, but they're not allowed to talk anymore. Okay. And I'm not 100 pounds. Am I allowed to talk though? Yes. I? Well, yeah. I just want them to not. I'm, almost right I'm seeing this now, and they've changed their team, <laughs> and they can kiss my fucking ass. Well, I don't think that's fair. Civil war. No. Next time, Captain um, just put me in the private chat with that, um, because it kind of derailed where Scott was going. Actually, answering I'm sorry. Our question. I'm sorry. I just. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this guy. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It's all good. He's blocked. We have silence on cool. that. Awesome. Uh, yeah, until he, he creates another account. Another account and comes back. Yeah. yeah, yeah um, does, does, do we make money? Do you guys make money each time he does that, though? You sign up for $10, should. right? I mean, I have we, dirty socks for sale. We should get like bonuses for when we have trolls. I didn't mean to. I did right. not mean to interrupt you. I just did not do that. Sorry. That's what a wild situation. So you were saying. <laughs> so okay. yeah, yeah. So the the government uh, made it real difficult um, for wages to level out, and they're still dealing with that. You know, um, it, they're still dealing with the with the after effects of Glasnost, with the after effects of, of Perestroika, um, and in their economy, still kind of trying to make its way out of that. And it's made it's made even worse by the corruption. You know, um, my father getting married in Russia and bringing his bride over to America. I took a plane over there with uh, $20,000 strapped to me. Uh, and I sat next to my aunt on the plane over there. 
who had $20,000 strapped to her body in order to come to get to Russia to pay the um, court fees, which was just, you know, greasing the wheels to get the judge to sign yeah. off on uh, on the paperwork to get to get the family over. You know, oh, wow. Yeah, it was Must wild. Cry. It was it was crazy. I mean, even even just going there, uh, it was funny. Um, I was young and uh, stupid. Uh, I, I'm still kind of the same person. I've just gotten older. But uh, I got off the plane and I'm going through customs in Russia, and the guy stops me and he says, um, "Did you bring any gifts?" And I said, "Well, I'm here for a wedding, so of course, you know, I, I brought a little something." Uh, for the for the bride's family, and he looked at me like I was a complete moron, and he said, "For me, right?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, I hadn't planned on making new friends." And <laughs> at this point, he realized I was a complete moron, and I didn't know I he was looking for a bribe, and waved me through. But I now understand that that's what like, I was looking oh, for. Oh man, this nice dumb kid. Let's just <laughs> <laughs> right. He don't know no better. <laughs> you know, I I was I had just gotten out of um, you know out of college and um, you know just gotten my undergrad degree. I was a little bit green. I was super happy and and excited to be in Russia and. Uh, that's uh, that was the interaction I had that I that I absolutely remember and was crazy because it was such a change from here. You know that the that the it, it's not that corruption doesn't exist here; it's just so bald. Yeah. In Next time, did you lie to him? You're like, man, for you, Vlad. You know, I got a hundo right here. This is this is a big deal in America. Okay. <laughs> Right. It's like tipping. <laughs> it's tipping. Tip, tip your local customs guy. Yes, for the service of searching you and your shit. Here's an extra hundred for a, a reduced interrogation. Right. I'm not gonna condone any of this. None of this. <laughs> we went into the Ural Mountains, um, and we would have the smooth ride up into the Ural Mountains. And uh, we stayed at this uh, resort up there on our way back. We're coming through in this van with a bunch of people and uh, the road is blocked. It's just blocked, right? With a, with like pipe line across the, the way and uh, guys with machine guns on either side. And uh, we had to negotiate the proper, uh, rate the proper payoff for these guys to let us through uh to go to go back to back into um um uh ekaterinsburg is where we were staying mm. it was just crazy to me that they that they could just set up shop these these military guys could just set up shop and decided they wanted to make a few extra bucks and that's what they did yeah set up a goal but but that's not exactly a Russian thing. I mean, like that's uh, no, it's know, not distinctly Russian. America, as far as checkpoints and things like that goes, and, and, but I mean, it's it's right. it's, it's to go. 
Sorry. The Correct. wrong cop is in Mexico. It's in Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> Carry on. You want a, you want a, uh, a jail free card? Just grease them up a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's not a distinctly Russian thing by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a, it's a sure, um, it's surely evidence of just how bold they've become about it. Um, and it was just, uh, I'm sure things like that happened in Ukraine, um, but but this this was my experience there, uh, and um, how different their culture is um, as far as how you know how the did you, you guys did you guys have these pop-up shops with Trump memorabilia oh god they're all sure. over the place around here I, I every saw time them I, I saw them a lot in New Mexico so so that's how it was, it was like, everywhere it's not the, like, it, but it's like usually when it's a place out in the middle of nowhere, like it's not. Well, it's a, it's a place, uh, you know, where there's not a whole lot of money, right? Um, even where I'm from, or where <laughs> I live briefly, I mean, our neighbors. So I would say it's not the same. So, so instead of checkpoints, they did highway robbery. And this was like in the early mm. 90s. Uh, people, they were doing stick-ups on the road, like blocking it with a broken car or whatever, and they'd hop out with shotguns. Like, the shit happened to our neighbors. Um, it, it just, it really comes down to there's no money. <laughs> it's just like if you're, no if you're in Mexico and you're paid $10 an hour to be a cop, you're going to look the other way if it benefits you. I mean, that's the problem, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> one of the, the best arguments against having any kind of government, right, is that how do you enforce laws? Well, in, in the United States, we enforce them with uh, fines and fees and penalties, right? Well, what does that mean? It means that and rich gadgets. people... <laughs> Gadgets. An inspector gadget. <laughs> but, but you know, but that means essentially that wealthy people, those laws don't apply to them because they can afford the fines and fees. Yeah. Right. You know, or the bribes. Uh, depending where you're at. I mean, we you know, yeah. we live in a town that's literally bought by billionaires. They <laughs> they have they own the mayor. Yeah. Blatantly. Like there's no, sure. there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Like the guy was a lobbyist for his foundation and he got put into the mayor hot seat uh, and he's signing off on development projects and things like that. So it doesn't really work too differently here than it does there. And it's from a family that has directly benefited from the Tulsa race massacre. We need to do oh, that's a hard act to follow i was gonna say jesus you mentioned the tulsa i was gonna say a joke and then you mentioned the fucking tulsa massacre thanks for ruining yeah. that i uh i live like a mile from greenwood oh jesus well, 
yeah, we'll, we'll say two. If yeah. you take third, everything is like right there. Yeah, yeah. I'm nobody's right. gonna look. There's nobody's gonna check, guys. All right. What? Nobody's gonna check. It's okay. You can lie to us. You can say you live there, and I nobody will know. The, the guy that the, the guy that I can vouch for it. I've, I've been there to visit them, and Chelsea took me over to Greenwood, and yeah, it only took us a couple of minutes to get there. Um, but you literally go the other side of the tracks, and that's where the billionaires are that benefited from that massacre and stole that land and fucking murdered countless people. Well, I mean that happened, but they didn't steal it after they used uh, they used a more proper term called urban renewal to take it in city management and then uh, and they passed it to the person funding everyone they had uh, like uh they only had one one bid and it was because wherever they held um the bidding process was uh very well contained and not solicited Mm -hmm. yeah they weren't soliciting bids And it was the same thing, oh, like, you know, invested into the, the ball field. <laughs> There's so many levels of corruption that happened there with everything leading up to that and the results of it afterwards, because um, these private real estate investors and whatnot wanted that fucking property and could not get the people of Greenwood to sell. Yeah, they John were- said the early forms of gentrification. Like, honestly, like, I remember yeah. when I was hanging out in all these punk houses and, like, just drinking way too much for a long time. Um, these were places that had, like, gravel alleyways and stuff like that. And now it's all completely paved, and so everything is nicer, but it's not accessible to certain people anymore, really. I mean, prices have gone up and everything. And then because of that, like the, I mean, they're building new places to live right next to like concert venues and things like that. And so, I mean, it's right next to Canes. They're building an apartment complex or it might already be done. I don't know. But urban urban renewal. You can see Rose by any other name. It looks nicer, but at the same time, it's not accessible. But, but to kind of bring it back, like it, it doesn't have any of the culture. It's just that they're selling the culture now. Scott, as to, as to what you're saying, like about, um, you, you know, like it, it's just kind of moved up. It we we don't even have the opportunity to just grease palms. That's for the class above us. Um, I, I would say the same thing happens just on a different scale. Right. Um, it happens at a different scale. Um, for sure. And it happens, um, le- I guess, less frequently. So, uh, so it might happen, uh, you know, for a hundred bucks here and there, uh, every two or three days, you know, on this stretch of road in, in Russia, whereas opposed to it happens for millions of dollars here you know, once a year or something. It's, it's, it's a different, it happens less frequently. And apparently I really annoyed that guy. <laughs> no, he does that sometimes. He Absolutely. just leaves and comes back. He actually oh, did, 
actually. Camera on for a moment. <laughs> he's, he's still here. I realized I, realized I was far too high for this, but there was nowhere to insert that, so I was like, all right, you guys are, you guys are figuring it out. It's it's perfect that you did the Wizard of Oz things instead. <laughs> if I had if I had smoke in here and lights, I do have smoke. If he were really what the fuck am I doing? He probably would have said so. Right. It's <laughs> shit. It's, I will be in party mode. No, you have to wait on me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll. Look at this beautiful man. Well, I'm gone. There's that. There's that feminine privilege we are all talking about. Oh yeah, I'm so privileged. Right, you have to wait for her. Your fucking gender role. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna tell you how much I'm a victim of all this. <laughs> now, if you talk to him in an argument, he's gonna he's gonna refer to chivalry, and he's gonna make oh. a fool of himself. But that would probably be the only thing you could probably. Uh, get anywhere near to yeah well if that were the case i would never hold the door open for them i mean after a certain point you know what (laughs) i'm not holding a door open unless i'm getting fucked wow well you know we need that kind of honesty i'm sorry i just no no, it's it's when It's women. That was God really damn. Weird. Chelsea, that lay down the gauntlet. That was a new kind of bullshit. Listen, the, the way that they flipped on it, I was like, if wait, a guy holds a door for you, I I'm willing listen. to bet money. He said, I'm "Willing what?" I was, I left, and then I came back in the middle of that. I just finished with a stupid joke. What well, we're talking about chivalry. And you yeah, said I can... if you open the door for somebody, then you expect to be getting fucked. And I, I feel like that's how men feel like it, it works. Well, well I mean, it, it, it is I'm mean, nice. I grew up around, I was raised by women and by Southern women too, at that. Oh boy. So holding a door and getting a door and saying ma'am and so forth, it wasn't some weird fucking thing. It was just like that nice lady at the diner that says, I feel like this is you know a what I mean? It's just okay. It's really not an issue. I'm saying if there were anything in the world that that guy could even come close to calling feminine privilege, it would be chivalry. That's and exactly that really wouldn't be thinking. a good, it wouldn't be a valid argument. Other no, than no, that. It's niceness is, and it really doesn't involve like a transaction. No, it's not a transaction at all. It's it's a um, what is it? It's a mannerism. No, what bothered me the most is that then they were like, "Oh, cool, we're back on topic now. This is what I came here for." And so it was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm a leftist, but fuck women." So it was right. like, uh, "I'm sorry." So well, those are two things I, I love doing. Out and I was like, "No, I." I, I think, you know, there was, my aim is always with trolls is to slowly troll them back. No, right. I did. And then I lost it. Mine too. You did. You did, Chelsea. You kind of lost it a little bit. Right. Not as much as Trisha, but. <laughs> I mean, it was getting wild. Fuck you. Just... Shit on a razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what we're gonna fight about, but we'll, it out. we'll find something. Epic, <laughs> fucking epic. 
Oh, good, don't good like for you. Total fucking assholes like that. <laughs> he was he was just being a douche. He needed to hear that. He, he needed to hear that. He did. Uh, I like the commonalities in both of our trolls, though. Yeah, I'm pretty person. sure it's the same. I think Natalie was right. Yeah, it's it's all yeah. about weight. In to be fair, I wouldn't be surprised if it's actually the same troll that we had blocked a few weeks ago under another name, um, who has also stalked Zach's show to troll it too. I think we have one fucking troll that just keeps making new accounts. They Which all is fine. Thing. Right? Well, one guy's really bored. Got my last name on here. What? You know, listen. If we can just try and avoid engaging unless it's something we can say that's meaningful if we can avoid engaging them it, it's it's just going to add to how many people are commenting and it's just going to boost the whole show so good luck well you know? no i mean that's kind of why you do engage though a little bit yeah. a little just a little but they, they, they stopped insulting and actually that was where i lost it was like they they stopped insulting and so they started to give their opinion i don't remember that they had a right to be here i was like oh now you want to have a discussion like that's my fault all that yeah that that's my fault what, that i was, was trying to I drag thought. it somewhere it had no, I didn't know, I didn't really have an opinion on what they said that was right or wrong. I was just like, are you actually trying to have a discussion now? Like, because you totally fucked that from the very beginning. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, as John says here, attention to behavior, don't feed the animal. Don't, don't feed the bear. Speak to that. All right. We threw that troll enough snacks off the bridge. Yeah. Time to cut them off. No more snacks for you. Jeez. <laughs> oh, okay, I mean, well, I have snacks for them. I have the uh, vanilla and lime Tootsie Rolls. <laughs> Excellent. Only the best for you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. I have Girl Scout cookies I'm very excited about. Which ones? Are they the freaking coconut ones? I love the coconut ones. They better not have fucking eaten my coconut ones. Oh, <gasps> you bitch. <laughs> no Dude, coconut ones? I think my girlfriend ate my coconut ones. <laughs> she, she ate my caramel delights. God damn. So, well, we, we don't call them Samoas because that's racist. Uh, I always felt like that yeah, when I said it. Is that true? Peanut butter patties. Yeah, they stopped calling them that. But that's what it says in the box. Not anymore. So it's Caramel Delights now. Oh, my God. I have to look. Show in, the box. It shows evidence or it gets the hose. Well, no, I don't have them. That's why I'm looking for my Caramel Delights. And I'm a little <laughs> bit upset about this. And your feelings are valid. Fuck. God damn it. Thank you. You know what? That's why I came here to be validated. Uh, though there's these new ones, Adventurefuls. Ooh, what's in those? Indulgent brownie inspired cookies 
with Carbs. caramel flavored cream and a hint of sea salt. Ooh. Peanut butter nom sandwich. Nom. You had me at brownie type cookie. And they have this other one, which is called Toasty Yay. That just makes me think of Yayo. Like what? Mm -hmm. What? No, not the same thing. French toast-inspired cookies. Huh? French toast-inspired cookies dipped in delicious icing, full of flavor, and every bite, yay. Oh. That, that's on the box. I'm reading from the box. I didn't ad-lib there. I really am too stoned for this. You're going to make me leave and get food. Are you giving you the munchies, Sterling? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe she this is the call now. Are we done with the economy? Yeah. I guess At we're done with the economy. We're done with, with the Russian <laughs> corruption. It is we now for we are many hours. Call now, if that's what <laughs> well, I like that. It is <laughs> you like the what? I like that it ended on a lighter note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it ended on, on uh, Girl Scout cookies, and I feel like that's fair. I mean, it didn't end on a light note for me because somebody ate my fucking caramel delights. Well, it but... ended on a light note for me because uh, I'm anorexic. I'm 100 pounds. If I were Wait 100 a pounds, I would be scared. If you're anorexic, it always ends on a light note. That's what I meant. So this is the whole thing. <laughs> you had me tripping for a minute. I mean, I'm on <laughs> my glasses and shit, getting closer to the screen. It, it didn't bother me because I, I'm like, so you, Sterling hadn't been here, I don't think, whenever it first happened. So they were like, oh, you're 100 pounds. Like, because they were talking about throttling, like, yeah. assaulting me. <laughs> And I was cool. like, well, Trisha's seen me in an altercation. And so, I mean, I, I, uh, I so it was like, and so then they were like coming back with like, oh, I'm not scared. And I wasn't like trying to be like, I'll kill you. Cause I was really trying to make it like not sound threatening, but hey, it would not be wise. Um, and so then it, they started talking about how I'm 100 pounds. And I was like, oh my God, is this my mom? I'm not lost again. Pounds. I don't know. Like, and so, uh, yeah, then they started trying to give their opinion else. on world issues as if nothing had happened. And I was 100 pound like, chicks are the ones that scare me. I was like, oh, you you think that you can talk to me? Like, okay, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> You I took have, really, I have really weird triggers. They're very complex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my snacks, damn it. Uh, so, yeah, let's call each other and not. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me to this. <laughs> yeah, Thanks no for joining nice us. to meet you, dude. Yeah, nice to meet you. I'll um, add you to the chat and uh, yes. Yeah. Excellent. That's I would love to join. I just feel okay. like this has turned more into banter and not really any point to it. Yeah, I, I don't know why anybody's still listening. Yeah. <laughs> because they love us. Just... <laughs> Natalie and John are just sitting there. And going... they're very concerned for our health. 
I'll bet they're sitting. I'll bet. <laughs> I'll bet John T is sitting there eating my fucking caramel delights right now. <laughs> oh man, no, I I have those except for keto ones. <gasps> Damn Thank it! You, John. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Rock on, man. Whoever else is still here, and yes, I'm putting that up. You John poor says, bastard. You accuse me, I'm family. <laughs> by, by that, yes, you've definitely earned your stripes here. Part of the Flam Fam. <laughs> Goodness. All right, guys, it's been fun. This has been a five hour tour. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We are four minutes shy. How long is the outro music? <laughs> Um, oh, it is. It might fill it. It just might, actually. Thank you for reminding me to do outro music. Um, <laughs> I thought that you knew. <laughs> I'm new. Um, I'm. I just wasn't paying attention. Like, yep, yeah, do do We'll just hang up and you know, go, go fucking on a personal call on this shit. And uh, let's see. Um, did I, I, I hope I shared sound. I don't remember now if I clicked it. It's one of those. It's been five fucking hours. Give me a break. <laughs> I can't believe this. Rob is going to be like, what the fuck? He's, what no, he won't. He's going to laugh his ass off. Like, he's fucking sick, right?